and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 11th of June 2011. It's our second part of our E3 special. Uh, joining me today, I'm Dan Train, by the way. <laughs> joining me today is Zachary Burgess, yet again, with his sheet of paper. I've got literal notes, because I had to print them out, because I have to come to a place where my computer isn't. And uh, Robert Kemp. I haven't got an interesting <laughs> intro today. Okay. <laughs> you had all that time while you're walking across the room to think of something. I was too busy concentrating on the sneak. You had a pretty good biscuit, though, to start off with. Garam Baldy! <laughs> yeah, a pretty good biscuit. Thanks to Naomi's suggestion. So we're all in one room, so you won't have to worry about all the technical issues we were having yesterday. All the gl- glitchy voices. Glitchy, not yesterday, Thursday. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's belch and get right to it. <laughs> yes, let's continue where we left off. Yes, so... Ah. We were. <laughs> that one before you started recording wasn't enough. Oh no, you did say. I did direct him to yeah, do so. You so said it. It's fair enough. Right, we're in the middle of the semi press conference. Coming up to the important part. Or basically, the next bit is the important part. Right. Where my note says the NGP is PS Vita. Yes, Kaz, what does Vita mean? Oh, life. Voice chat on a portable device, lol. Party and beer. Okay, I want to I want to dive straight in here and say party. Right. <laughs> well, they already had moves, well, so no, I no, guess no. they were sort of committed to shit names. Well, no, no, no. this is, is the thing. Party already exists, and it's called party on the Xbox. <laughs> it's there's the party system, isn't there, where you can see what your friends system. are doing. There's, there's it's a, not well, just a thing called party. Well, no, but it's like the <laughs> lobby, isn't it? It's like you can have. Um, a chat lobby outside of the games hosted through your live guide. And, Which is um, cool. It's like all using uh, uh, Will- Roger Wilco or TeamSpeak or yeah, Mumble or on a PC and be- it being separate from the game. So when the games go horribly wrong or whatever. Yeah, you can still chat to each other and play another game. what's going on or see what everyone's doing. You know, that's great. Nothing original about it. My com- and there's, to be fair, there's nothing wrong with it either. It's nice that they're doing it. It's cool. However, my big problem is... Why the fuck isn't this on PlayStation 3? Why are they putting it on the PS Vita? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like voice chat on a portable device. What? <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny if you were trying to play... I don't know. I, I, you do have voice chat on the PS3, but say you, you're playing Call of Duty with your friends on the PS3 and you want to sw- switch to another game. You get out your PS Vita, start a party. <laughs> <laughs> That's the future, man. Yeah. <laughs> really should already be in a party... If you're, if you're, if you're, but there isn't a part a cross game party system yes, on PS3. If now, if you want to do voice chat in a in a party, you'd have it like running on your Vita, sitting next to you whilst you're playing the game on the PS3. Yeah, that'd be then, your voice chat channel. Yeah, and then there's a crucial moment in the game when the batteries run out on your PS Vita. Probably Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, yeah it's it's that, that I think that's a bit retarded and dumb names. Party and near. Vita is a fine name <laughs> right. compared to fine. some other names. Well, I don't fine. know. It doesn't really roll, does it? PS Vita. Yeah, you don't call it that. You call it the PSV. PSV. PSV sounds alright. It's okay. Actually. Yeah. PS Vita. PSV. Like, at least PlayStation Or alternatively, if we're extremely lazy, you just continue calling it the edgy fee. because that's also three letters that sound okay in a row. Well, it's not like no one continued calling the Wii the revolution. I mean, it's kind of interesting that they they've broken with their tradition of not bothering with names. You know, because. You know, it could easily have been the PSP2. PSP two, which would have been fine. Following the tradition of the PlayStation 2 and Netflix. Or think up another word that also needs portable. I think I'd have preferred, <laughs> preferred PSP2. In fact, I wouldn't have minded if they just skipped to PSP3 to bring it in line with PlayStation 3. It doesn't make sense, I know, but it wouldn't have, but, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have cared so much. Yeah, but then when the PS4 comes out next year... Then, then they'd make PSP4. <laughs> 
Wait, that's so not going to happen. And PS3 is not going to. PS4 is not going to come out next. Year. No, but it'll be announced possibly next year or the, or the next. Year. I don't think it will. At this point, I'm or starting to suspect well. they won't. Well, it's nowhere near the ten-year like, plan. It's like, it's like the only reason they will they that everyone was saying that was going to happen is 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 like due to Nintendo's announcement. So the the other companies would be oh shit, but um, it's like what Nintendo's announced is announces like is not actually more powerful than the PS3. No, okay. We'll get to that, won't we? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It won't be next year. But anyway, so what do you think of the PS Vita as a as a platform? Well, this was the thing. Looking at it, I couldn't help but think. You know, when when I first heard about it, um, funny, it doesn't actually say anything about PS Vita. Near. I want to know what that near thing. Okay, yeah, well, that's just like... What is near what again? Is near? Yeah. I don't know, I didn't write anything down apart from the word. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I thought yeah. was weird. But it's, it's something it about... Like social network. Yeah, thing. it was something... It was like Street Pass or oh, something, okay, I guess, enough. probably. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Near. It so, makes sense. <laughs> what did you think of it? <laughs> near. Because you're near... Oh, it just felt like near. Because yeah, for some it reason, felt like oh, near. For some reason in my head, I've got the N-I-E-R... Yeah, but that's a game. Yeah, I know. Is it? Yeah. That Yahtzee did a review of. And took the piss out of it for being near. Near. Yeah, anyway, for some reason I had that in my head. But okay, near actually makes sense as like a street pass social network name. Yes, and it continues their their non name naming convention. I have to admit, when, party I, and near. When, I, when I first saw PS Vita, I didn't quite know why it needed to exist, if you know what I mean. I thought the PSP was still plenty powerful. But no one liked it. Well, no, the problem is, right, PSP has the problem of being actually a great piece of hardware. Still a great piece of hardware. Yeah. But with I bought no it so- on launch before it yeah. even came out in Britain. I, I got an import because it was just so cool. I'd never seen something with a screen like that. Nowadays, I mean... The screen is amazing dating screens, now, but it's yeah. still pretty good. But just as a device, it was just so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. And the fact that when the, you know when you factor in when they did it and how it stands up today yeah. as a device, it's not bad by any means. I mean, the problem with the PSP is I, I bought a load of really great launch games like Wipeout, Luminez, uh, Ridge Racer. That's my favourite version of Ridge Racer. Played them to death and then nothing came out. Yeah, that was the problem. PSP has terrible software support. And then it got hacked. And also they seemed to... Yeah, it got hacked and then piracy became rampant and then everyone said, oh well, this is our excuse to not make PSP games. And I don't think Sony quite grasped the concept of what mobile gaming is about. They wanted to bring big screen entertainment to the handheld screen. And my opinion remains unchanged on it. To a certain extent, I get it in that you know, there is something cool about that from from a concept. But you just don't play games like that in a mobile domain. You play quick pick-up-and-play style things. Or things. Yeah. I tend to play more um, less action-y type things and more strategic type things when I'm on a mobile device. Yeah. Um, however, I, know, I now know why I sort of think that in part. Because okay. I've grown up. <laughs> yeah. If I was a kid, one of those would be outstanding yeah it'd be awesome because the rents could watch whatever they want on TV and I could run up to my room and play whatever I wanted on my PSP device now probably that's also probably gone out the window a little bit because kids would probably have their consoles in their room rather than attached to the living room TV in some circumstances but but <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not skip ahead, Zach. Man, God, yeah, I know. I God. see exactly what you're saying. I think it would. Yeah. I think the PSP is, as a device would have been much more appealing to me 15 years ago. Because imagine that right now, PS Vita. Uh, all Fifteen all years of... ago, it would have only had to have comp- competed with the Game Gear. So, you know. <laughs> 
all your friends are playing Pokemon on their DS. You're 10 years old. You have the latest amazing looking FIFA game on PS Vita. <laughs> mm. You'd be like, you know. Wow. <coughs> and um, it's would, not that expensive, is it? They would like it I mean, because it's Pokemon. You pick the you pick the bad game to compare it against football against Pokemon because Pokemon is like an obsessive collecting game. Well, no, the, yeah. the, and the, the thing to remember at this point is it may not sound expensive at this point, but it's still like what three hundred ninety nine euros. Yeah, That's those price prices given. were bastards, weren't they? Like, because it's like two hundred ninety nine dollars and two hundred ninety nine euros, which is a bad exchange rate. But how, how much and then is it gets there? even worse when you convert it into pounds. Yeah, <laughs> pounds will probably still be two hundred ninety nine pounds. You're still talking three hundred quid for a handheld. How much is the three DS again? About two hundred and something. About the same, basically. Yeah, yeah. nearly the price same. Matched it. Yeah. And it's they had to. Let's face it, it's considerably more powerful. Yeah. But it doesn't Unless have you... that 3D gimmick. And then, of course, the 3G version of the Vita, more expensive. Yeah, but kids aren't, and parents aren't going to buy the kids the 3G version. <laughs> and but... that got, a, that, of course, there was the groan in the hall as soon as they announced AT&T. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was incredible. It's <laughs> like, oh, we've got 3G support, and we'll be partnering with one of the fastest US networks, yeah. AT&T. Oh! Yeah, I know. That only matters in America, though. Yeah, but what are we going to get? Orange? O2. Almost certainly O2. Why? Because they're the strongest network by far. Are they? Well, who has Sony partnered with before for the phone? Uh, they aren't. <laughs> oh, no, Sony do that. Sony Ericsson, so they have their own one. That's no, 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 that's, that's, for, for, that's for the phone. Yeah, yeah the but that's what I meant. What, they don't partner with anything for no, their... No, they don't. And they haven't partnered for any phones up to now. They, they don't do exclusivity for networks. So, so now they will, presumably. Yeah, probably. But for which one? Who knows? Well, I, I would wager O2 because the signal strength and speed and all that is supposedly a lot better on O2. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm on O2 and it's pretty. I couldn't even talk to you earlier on today, but then that's because we're in the middle of Suffolk. You're in Elmswell. Yeah, okay. But um, uh, O2 was the exclusive partner for the iPhone when it first came out in Britain, yeah. so it might be a similar thing. But anyway. Uh, Plus, yeah. they're just, in general, the most profitable network in this country. They're, they're a lot bigger commercially than the others well than Vodafone yeah or, or Orange or just all of them T-Mobile they're, they're, they're the biggest of the lot well because T-Mobile Toby and Orange has an te- American version well, well not, yeah and T-Mobile and Orange are technically relatively small it, what happened to Vodafone that was always the biggest it's big business in the business sector oh, not big in the commercial sector oh okay anyway computer games <laughs> yeah. PS Vita yeah I mean I can't help but be a little bit excited I, that, well, looking yeah, at that Wipeout game and just being like, uh, PS, yeah. uh, Wipeout Pure was so cool, yeah. but I'm going to be fooled into making the exact same mistake I made with the PSP. Yeah, this is my problem, is that I I admitted, that at first I, I got to admit I had my same feelings about PS Vita as I had about PSP, and then I watched it, and then slowly but surely, they, they've won me over, because when you think about it, it can do... In theory, everything I want a mobile device to do because of the uh, and, and the key is the touchscreen. Yeah, because of that, it could do everything an iPhone can do for gaming, but better. Yeah, because of its ability. I don't give a shit about the rear touchscreen. I think it's like it's a bit of a gimmick feature, to be honest. Yeah, it's just something but, they've added. Uh, it, I don't. I mean, you know, it sort of it makes a bit of sense to like mod nation racers to be able to push mountains <laughs> out of the ground using the rear touchscreen and push them back in using the front touchscreen. But I don't think it was necessary to, to do. Um, but the touchscreen gives it more control options than an actual console, as well as having all the all the normal yeah, control I mean, options. The, the dual great, analog. The great example for that was the Uncharted demo, which actually showed up. I looked at that which and thought, you, 
Yeah. Yeah, which I looked at that. I thought, actually, actually, they've made the touchscreen work. I don't but the think they thing... have. It's just like, wow, you can stop controlling it normally and really awkwardly reach in front of you to push it. No, no, no. I wasn't... Okay, I, admittedly, I wasn't ex- excited about the bits where you, like, draw a path for Drake <laughs> to follow. I thought that was, a, you know, unnecessary. What I did like was that the context-sensitive extra stuff that appeared as a button on the side of the screen, where your thumbs already pretty much are. Well, the ones on the side were fine, but the ones on, like, on enemies... Yeah, the ones on enemies I might have a bit more of a problem with. That's a good idea to put them on the side. Yeah, the sort of extra buttons down the side is pretty cool. Like the reload feature being actually on the the gun you're holding, the gun HUD. If only they'd been on the... They they should have just been on the back touchscreen as well, because that would be even more natural. It'd be harder to hit the right button, but once you got used to where they were... I'm a little bit worried that the rear touchscreen is going to fall into one of those you could accidentally push it quite easily if you're just stretching your hands out. Well, presumably they games that use it won't... Or maybe it's actually a a smaller area than we think of the back of the device. It looks pretty big. It might have sort of... You know how Halo has clench control or whatever? It might have something like that uh, to stop you accidentally triggering stuff. I think it seems like the game that's making the most interesting use of the touchscreen is the little big planet on the. Uh, yeah, on the that actually screen. looked properly amazing. That did look really cool. Yeah, didn't it? Because I loved. It's got all the additions that LBP two has with touchscreen support. It's like you can't really go wrong there. And the I was bit, yeah. Okay. The, uh, the bit I was. Well, and and uh, did, you, did you remember the home screen they showed us? Uh, actually, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but the home screen. How much of an iPhone rip is that? I haven't seen it's, that. It, well, it's got like. Um, as, instead of is it not cross media bar? They dumped. No, that? it's not cross media bar. Instead, oh, sweet. In, instead of square icons, they're circular icons Ooh. arranged in a sort of hex pattern. And well, there's not a lot you can do. Well, no, the... but they and, and they scroll vertically with the same spot scroll indicator that the iPhone has. Mm. You know, it's just a. a you know, to get me wrong, Sony you did an, an interesting thing with cross media bar, and admittedly, I don't think it would have worked for touch quite so well. No. But at the same time, it's just. Shameless rip. Shameless rip. You can do something more interesting. Yeah, but at least... Hexagons isn't a shameless rip. I mean... (laughs) It's just the way that the the icons are laid out. It's not like they... It just looks too much like an iPhone. Yeah, but I mean, it looks less like an iPhone than an Android. Well, no, Android's quite... That just has the grid of apps just like an, a bloody iPhone. Yeah. It has all the extra stuff. Depends, yeah. It's the thing. It's customizable. Android is... So customizable is the thing. So your homepage probably isn't. Yeah, but then when you get down to what am I going to do or what app am I going to launch, it's just a grid of a yeah, swipeable this is, grid of apps. As far as I can tell, this is PS Vita's home screen. It's just the apps, right? Okay, and it's like enough. you know, it looks like an iPhone. It's like Android. You could have had a Facebook tile or a big clock yeah. or a, um, or an animated background with people flying from the sky. But you know, what I mean, Android is quite. Well, both Android and iPhone are sort of quite... You can recognise them at an off. Whereas for me, this looks like an iPhone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It doesn't look quite so distinctive. Mm. And it's a... Yeah, minor point. But I, I'm i actually interested. I'll, mm. I'll give it this. I, it's like it's, it, it has got me interested in it all over again. But, as you say, I'm on your... I, I agree with you in that it's going to be the big trick again. I don't trust Sony for software support. They've already let us down with Move quite badly... It's like, well, what can they do now? Hopefully, if they get on, if the sort of like the the store concept, like a PSN store on PS Vita with casual games, like the same sort of stuff we see on the iPhone, mm. starts turning up on PS Vita, 
um, then there might be enough of a broad scope for it to succeed in all marketplaces, mm. not just sort of kids who have the time to play God of War on a handheld and when they should be playing it on like <laughs> a big screen PS3 version. Yeah. And, but, and at the same time, we can play Angry Birds. Yeah, we can <laughs> you know? play. And I mean, I just, I probably won't get one purely because I've just realised, just like you, and as, that as an adult, I'm not interested in mobile gaming beyond little casual games for phones. No, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't have the lifestyle where... Yeah. I mean, I have an hour commute every day now, and I still would rather listen to podcasts and albums than I would play a PSP, because Ah. I need that time to kind of See, that's interesting. I I think I'd be more akin to wanting to do something like that if I had an hour hour or more sitting in one spot. I might consider it, actually, after And one thing that did strike me, though, with all these conversions of, of Minecraft for phones and Minecraft for Connect, that Minecraft for PS Vita would be sweet, because you've got dual analog control, so you've got it pretty much the same, and, and also for the inventory stuff, you've got the touchscreen, so you don't have that problem that you do on... Um, sort of Connect or whatever. <laughs> How that's going to work? Yeah, and you could touch to, like, build stuff. You know, mm. in the world, and then if it's synced with your in the cloud with your, um, you know, and you could go back on your PC and continue playing that world, then you could keep building your thing while you're on the trade. Ooh, that would be so be cool. I mean, not that that's announced or anything, but I mean, I think that would be the best form of Minecraft besides the obvious PC original. Uh, we're probably skipping ahead a bit here, but they um, talked about ruin. Well, that is kind of that was what came after Uncharted. Oh, so that's all right then. The, the was, panting guy, <laughs> yeah, the, one of the out of breath dudes. He, this, I can't help but think that this ruin demo didn't exactly work very well. Well, they didn't it really just, show it. Well, it, no, it, for a start, it looked like a completely generic top-down dungeon brawler. I said it's like Torchlight. Yeah, so yeah, pretty much identical. Um, didn't graphically look that impressive. He was seem quite enthusiastic about it. He's like, look at this, this is great, isn't when it? When he wasn't happy. And we're just like, this is just the same as everything we've seen before. But the idea of the demo was not really to show off Ruin, but it was to show off Cloud Save, which didn't work, as far as I could tell. Well, it's it's like, like he was playing on the PS Vita, got to a point in the game, saved it, and then when he loaded the game on PS3, which is in concept great, don't get me wrong, I love this idea. Steam made it brilliant with Cloud Setting Saves. And Torchlight's cloud saving. Fantastic. If they can do this on this up through this system, I'm all for it. However, the demo didn't work. He well, went back to the start of the level that they oh were showing. No. But that, not, that, that might be what <laughs> it saved. Well, I know, but it's a shit demo. <laughs> it did, I mean, if it, if it doesn't save your literal position, it might have just been saving his inventory or whatever. Like, mm. the stuff he's collected, and then he goes back to the start of the level. It might That, not, that might just be the depth of how far they saved. Sure. But it couldn't have showed it. I just realised I'm drinking Dan's drink. I do apologise. I was wondering when mine disappeared too, and then yeah, I'll do this. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do this well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? What's next was well, we're still in. This is all the PS Vita stuff, so we've already yeah. talked about some of it. But there was the Mod Nation Racers on Vita, <laughs> which I, which my note says it's totally same, and then the capitals it says, but it's not a remake because the guy was so emphatic about it not being a remake. Yeah, this is a bit I don't, I don't quite understand that. It's, it's the same game again, isn't it? And, just, with, and then, just with Vita controls. And then after he went on about it not being a remake forever, he then said at the end. It can also use all the tracks that have already been made and stored in the cloud. Well, presumably, there's, <laughs> presumably there's new stuff that perhaps only this new version can do. Yeah, that, that the it'd be awesome if the if the ones you can if if they're going for the three screen sort of theory that the ones on Vita could be used on 
the play- PlayStation 3 and because that could be easily patched oh, yeah. on the PlayStation 3 and perhaps PSP versions. But yeah, so it's not a remake. It just uses all the old assets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 Modern Nation Races is just one of those frustrating games because I love the concept. Don't get me wrong; I think it's, and it, I actually believe it's well executed. But as a game, it's not that much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like they've got all the creation stuff spot on, but the game itself is a bit uninspired. <laughs> and then we had little fight features we've already talked about, and then there's the Vita version of Street Fighter Cross Tekken, which was. Weird, and for some reason has the infamous guy because he's totally a Street Fighter oh, yeah. or Tekken Cole. character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pointless. I wish they'd stop doing that with fighting games. So, so what started that was it Soul Calibur having exclusive guys? No, it had Link and stuff. Yeah, no, Soul, Cal- Soul Calibur Two was probably the first that did that. Yeah, and it had um, like Spawn or something on the Xbox, and which was shit. Yeah, Link um, on on GameCube was awesome. Though. Yeah, he was clearly. a great character. <laughs> Um, Who's the P- PlayStation guy on, oh, on PlayStation? Which is actually quite a good choice. Actually, that kind of still works. But nowadays, it's just getting ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the Star Wars edition of Soul Calibur Four was the worst idea ever. It's terrible. And, and, admit, and then they had to make that console exclusive as well, didn't they? Like Yoda for 360, Darth Vader for PlayStation. Which I, I wouldn't have minded so much. Only we got the Apprentice on both versions, who was the most fucking unbalanced shitty character they've ever made. I mean, you didn't really fight Darth Vader or Yoda enough to know if they were unbalanced. You do get to fight them, but you fight the Apprentice more and he's incredibly overpowered as the AI controllers. But anyway, uh, Soul Calibur 5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then right at the end, like, oh, at the end of my notes, it just has the Vita prices. It's 249 for the Nort version. Oh, I've just loaded it's up my... nice. I've just loaded up my notes and it's like, under Ruin, it says, Bit Poo. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good note. People were predicting that the PS Vita would be really expensive. Well, yeah, because of oh. all the ridiculous technology. But yeah. then they had the price match it more or less to the 3DS. Mm. I've got a couple of quotes from the Sony press conference that stood out for me. At one point, the guy couldn't quite pronounce cross-platform, and it sounded like he said crap cross-platform. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And also, right at the end, I think Kaz said, the most completely entertainment package. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely entertainment. <laughs> Although we haven't really talked about it much because they didn't show much, but holy shit, Wipeout 2048. Yeah, but awesome. But Wipeout is always awesome. But... Yeah, I know. But you know, cloud saving and cross-platform play yeah. for PS Vita and PS3. And I don't know why, but it just works so well on the PSP. I loved Pure. I thought it was great. And the, what was the, the the sequel to that was good too, obviously. Uh, Pulse. Yeah, Pulse. And, Pulse uh, was a lot. It was, it was a significant improvement. Because Wipeout HD and stuff was basically those tracks, yeah. wasn't it? And just boosted into HD. And now you're miniaturising that HD well, onto... No, well, yeah, the other interesting thing the, is actually going back are. in time in the Wipeout. Yeah, it's the first It's a, It's a. the first races in the Wipeout, isn't it? Presumably. Well, 2048 in the timeline of Wipeout will sit somewhere in the third between Wipeout 2047 and Wipeout 3. <laughs> Presumably 20... one year after no, 2047. What do you mean 2047? It was 2097, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, was it? Yeah. It was 2097, and it was released in 97, wasn't it, on the PlayStation? Yeah. So oh. we're talking before Oh, shit. Before oh, so yeah, so it was, it was like Super Scummy Wipeout then, basically. <laughs> I know, it, well, yeah, it well, didn't be, look significantly different. This will just be, the, this is like, this is just after Blur. <laughs> it's just like the cities. It's they've advanced from cars into yeah. Hong <laughs> I think all the cities are less futuristic and more, it's more like our current cities, but with Wipeout tracks in them, rather than the ridiculous sort of, yeah. I don't know, futuristic Fifth Element star cities that we've seen parts of. 
It's nice. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll maybe there'll be some stupid track that goes like through the London Eye or something. That'd be great. <laughs> something like that. would be I'm cool. sure there'll be stupid random real landmarks or something. I'm sure they can never be, resist. I'm sure it'll be the most completely entertainment package. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Man, I like Wipeout, and for some reason I like it better on the mobile. I'm not sure why though. I don't know. Wipeout HD just blew it out of the water. That was to be honest. I, since that came out, I've not been able to play Pulse or Pure. Really? Yeah. Well, the but... problem was is that Pulse changed the. The problem I have is that Pulse changed the way the craft feel quite significantly. But yeah. when I played it, I didn't notice this, and then I went back to Pure and can't play it because the handle is so weird now. It, feel, it doesn't feel right anymore to play Pure because the Pulse feel is so natural, and then. They used the pulse feel on Wipeout HD, which is amazing. And it's like, I can't go backwards now. Yeah. So it's uh... it's like Mario Kart. It's like when I was awesome at Mario Kart on like the GBA and the DS. And if I go try and go back and play those now, it's like, how the fuck was I any good at this? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it at all. Yeah, totally. So that'll be sweet, but there's the there's the danger that that will be the only good game in the entire history of the console. <laughs> I'm not worried. I'll get it on PS3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder exactly. if they'll start doing like a Steam Play thing. I doubt where, it. They where? want money. <laughs> well, that would be awesome to try and promote this idea, wouldn't it? So if you buy the game, you get it for all the consoles you have. Unless that's what the like PlayStation Suite will become, but I don't Perhaps. think they'll do that for first-party stuff. They want money. Well, maybe the PlayStation Suite was more designed for um, the compatibility with the, the Xperia Play style, which isn't going to be powerful enough, really. No. Because Xper- Xperia Play is a weird one, isn't it? Because it's not really... It's not really as powerful as PSP, is it? It's sort of. I think it's about the same. It, it's a sort of a strange mix, though, isn't it? Because so far, most of the stuff you can get on that is PlayStation One games. Oh, is that right? As far as I know, yeah. I don't really know enough about it to be honest. But I thought it was an Android phone with a PSP emulator in it. I thought that right. was effectively what it was. Kinda. It's or or virtualized, yeah. rather than emulated. But yeah. Anyway, so that's the Vita stuff. What yeah, that is got? pretty much the end of Sony. Yeah, we can just move straight on to Nintendo from there because they announced the prices and that was Nintendo. it. Nintendo. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about this for a while, aren't we? Yes, Nintendo. Great, great job, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, great job, Jeremy. So, what have we got before? So, Nintendo started with live orchestra playing Zelda music. Oh, unfortunately, I didn't make any notes on Nintendo because I've only got as far as mm, Zelda. Yeah, well, that's. Oh, it's, it's a shame that wasn't a little bit slicker than it was. Yeah, and then they were like. And of course, my mate will come on and, and pretend to get item. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, and the, and the orchestra made a mistake. Yeah, they yeah, played the wrong. They did, then, but they, they surprisingly did a good job of cutting straight from one to the other after they realised they made a mistake. I thought that was good. That was really because that's not it's not really an orchestra thing to stop playing a piece of music you're playing and then immediately transition into a totally different sheet. Bloody flutes and piccolos, they were shit. <laughs> Started doing the fairy theme, didn't they? Or yeah. something in the middle of going, instead of going, because they were going, okay, anyway. And then, while I'm not sure, people were saying maybe it was a constraint of time, but it was super annoying how the translator guy wasn't really translating, he was just saying the same things at the same time. Well, no, he might have actually been translating, but you know, yes. But they were just talking on top of each other. Yeah. I expect if you could, if you knew Japanese to be able to understand him, that would be super annoying. Well, maybe they should have mic'd down Shigzy a little bit more while they were doing that. I think it was okay. 
I saw that. It it's okay. It probably went a bit quicker than Sony's translating bits. Well, that's because they weren't waiting. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't waiting for the other guys to finish talking and then, then do the translation. Oh. I got a bit. The whole first half of the Ninty conference in general is pretty tedious. I didn't think it really was that great because they went on for ages <coughs> about all the Zelda stuff right at the start. Yeah. Like, like the, they started with the Zelda 25th anniversary concerts. Yeah, the music. And they didn't like, actually say much about Skyward Sword though, uh, other than that it's well, coming out. That's what I've got. It's like Skyward Sword, Holiday on Wii, and a Golden Wii Remote. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. it. That's all we know about they it. They didn't, didn't reveal anything new, uh, which pretty much means I, I can. Other than Shigsy going, I've been playing this every day, and we're just sitting there going, "You're a bastard." <laughs> I wish we could play this every day. And uh, uh, well, I, it, I like what he was saying about the mu- him thinking the music was good. I mean, that's always good if they come up with a new theme that's awesome. That's always good. Just the other theme backwards. Yeah, but it won't be, will it? That no. won't be the main theme. But it is. They've already basically shown every video they show. That's what's playing in the background. And they did say that was the theme for Skyward Sword. Oh, they specifically <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Then. But actually, it sounds quite cool, doesn't it? I mean, it is. It, yeah, it sounds fine as a tune now. It, but it's just what if you know that it's the other song backwards? It's just like cheap. <laughs> it's a little bit, but I'm surprised it works at all. Yeah, I guess they were were kind of ingenious with how they pitched it well presumably the arrangement behind the main theme is what makes it work yeah it's the, stu- it's like... the stuff that's not just those notes yeah but it's still pretty clever and then what came next in Nintendo is they did their sort of it was weird because it's like they go straight on to talk about the 3DS stuff and there's five like 3DS titles they talk about but uh, just before they talk about them they sort of did a montage video that sort of showed what all five of them were oh wait hang on, hang on. roll back a sec we missed the, the news about Zelda Four Swords Oh, I didn't care about that. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool that they're releasing what was, you know, what is actually quite a cool concept game for free. Yeah, but the more important one that they're releasing for free is like Link's, Link's Awakening or whatever. The actually good one. Oh, are they? Yeah, but that's so old and Game Boy graphics. Yeah, but it's coming through the free through the 3DS through store. DSi, it's a really good game. I'm not. I'm not saying, but you should have played it already. Well, yeah, you, but not people won't have. Yeah, fair enough. And I haven't, so. Yeah. Get it for free. <coughs> I actually think, thinking about it, that Four Swords thing is actually a ploy to do with the Wii U, isn't it? Because it's getting people for free into the idea, you know, of having multiple screens and stuff. You Except, see what not. I mean? Except not. Oh, we'll talk about <coughs> we'll this later. That. We'll talk about this later. But yeah. But yeah. So they did this like preview video of all five of their DS games, and the only good thing about it was the where the, just to appease the crowd was when as soon as Star Fox came up and they like there was a video of like an army flying around and then a little like Peffy comes up and goes do a barrel roll <laughs> and everyone was like woo barrel roll that, that was awesome actually that was the most int- what the most um, sort of interesting produc- interesting thing yeah because they made use of the, the, the Ninty set was weird because it both looked a bit cheap and a bit awesome at yeah, the same time yeah it had time. ridiculous amounts of like screen space but... yeah it's like bits of the screen that were modelled in you know real dimensions you know the sticky out bits and stuff they yeah. actually made sticky out bits for in the presentation videos however of course this all means like custom presentation videos not actual gameplay boo yeah and then when the apart from do a barrel roll, that's still cool. So Star Fox is just the port of Star Fox is four, right? With yeah. tilt control, yeah, great. Uh, although they Sizing. did, although they did sort of expand on how the multiplayer is in, has. Oh yeah, they've add, add, they've added sort of like video cam because um, <laughs> you really while you're playing it, you've got faces. a mugshot of your your competitors at all times. Um, that you can see, so you can so, see if they're they're making like stupidly exaggerated faces or concentration face. <laughs> yeah. 
how many how many tongues will there be sort of wandering about the mouth? So that was the second one. The first one was Mary Carfrey, yes, of course. Which looks far too much like um Mary Cart Wee. Well, Why, what's it's like, what were you expecting? Well, no, but you know, the, most of the tracks they showed on the de- in the demonstration were ones that were new to Mary Cart Wee. Apart, oh. the only differences were the ones that introduced hang gliding and underwater. Everything else, I think, was a pull from Mary Cart Wee. I don't think there were that many that were. There was a the direct there was, there was the, there was the one on the there tree was the tree one. top level that came up a lot. Yeah, but um, then what other ones were actually directly? I before? think well, a couple of the track levels were there. There, there was uh, was the. Was the mall one in there? I think I have a memory of that one being in there. Mm. Maybe not, actually. So, uh, I don't know. I wasn't overly impressed. It didn't show off. I mean, the only new thing well, is the car crew. Is, well, is the, the hand, hand gliding, which is, point, which is stupid because they kind of did that in the cube version with just flying through the air. Not With real, the cannons, yeah. Not real actual control. But yeah, but now it's, it's going to be controlled. Which is nah, cool. It's just a minor gimmick. It's not a massive thing. The underwater is a bit... Stupid, if you ask me. I don't think that's how does that work. At all. Well, I you didn't just drive see along that. The bomb. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you drive slowly? Or you get a, prope- a propeller appears on the back of your car. That's it. Uh, right, okay. It's nothing special. Okay. Um, but they and it looks a bit shit as well. Actually, I thought graphically it didn't look particularly great, especially when they came out of the water. Oh, I didn't really notice that trend. Yeah, it was just horrible. I'll take attention. Some super terrible droplet effect hits the screen. Presumably, <laughs> that's making use of the 3D at that point. But yeah, maybe. But uh, it looked a bit crap on the from a two D perspective. Um, the latest and, and the cart creation. Yeah. Admittedly, that looks kind of interesting. But but everyone knows you never use the off road because you're not, like if you're not on the track. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> the latest headline I saw on my phone is is uh, eight player online multiplayer for that game. Yeah, <laughs> you would hope. I know. Yeah, but Mario Kart multiplayer, you know, four has been the max on the home console, isn't it? No, we had a we had online. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. fair enough then. It was that? Eight? Oh, I think I think it was twelve. My, yeah, I think you're right. I think it went up to twelve actually. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. So it, it just seems like the more players, the better with Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, because it, it, it was nice on the DS. The multiplayer actually worked quite well on the DS, but it was a shame it was only four people. So yeah, that is a bonus. Yeah. But still, Mario Kart is Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. and Star Fox is Star Fox. Actually, this is pretty much mimicking my entire view of, mo- of everything Nintendo does these days. Yawn, more of the same. It's like, I don't mind, I often don't mind when there's a new release to a new franchise, don't get me wrong, but Ninty are just sort of lazy. I mean, really lazy these days. <laughs> well, the next thing up on the DS list was Super Mario 3D, or or as you might call it, Super Mario Free 3D. <laughs> well, this is the exception to the rule that I just made. It's um... What? You were excited about this? No. It looks really shitty. I agree. It's, I... Like, it's like super zoomed in, you can't even see any of the level, and you're like... I wa- <laughs> it's so I wa- slow. <laughs> I was excited when I when they just announced the name. The tail and everything. And the tail, and now I've seen it, it's just like, well, it's a bit like Galaxy, but small tiny and, and I'd rather just play Galaxy thanks I don't know it's basically new Super Mario Brothers with an extra dimension so it's it's not like f- full 3D control except for those odd sections I think the majority of the game is going to be the 2D sections with an odd yeah. extra dimensional element yeah I think because, so. because the 3D sections they showed were not as many in from the video as they showed the 2D sections and there's nothing wrong with that because I sort of almost prefer Mario in 2D I quite like it in 3D I, Mario 64 is still one of my favourite games but the 2D it's like they, it all seems far too zoomed in that's just what I took away from it yeah, yeah. it's like Mario's huge <laughs> yeah it was like little sections of little challenge wasn't it of 3D blocks moving around a bit like the special stages in 
Galaxy <laughs> and going way back to yeah, they, they had tanuki there's no ex- jumping, didn't they? And, they had what? They had tanuki jumping, using the tail to keep yourself aloft. Except it sort of was animated like Yoshi's wiggle now. Well, it, yeah, it's falling rather than. Apparently, it won't have the the P boost flying. Oh, really? oh. Well, I suppose that was a bit over. Like, <laughs> well, that was you... a bit like skip the entire level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doorbell. Oh, doorbell. I knew doorbell oh. was coming. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. Like, oh shit! Here it comes. No, right, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, but there was, it seems like there was no, like, Babon Mountain style big landscape levels thing. Well, you can't see anything. No, <laughs> it was all like this it's all, slanted downwards yeah. perspective. Hey, at least with Galaxy, you've got the, the, the planets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see, because that, I, I, that actually disappointed me. I have to say what I've seen of it. Who knows? It might be great, but um, I'm not as excited as I was. No, exactly. And then came the fourth. 3D thing in the list before Rob comes back. <laughs> you better hurry up. Fourth 3D thing in, this, in the list was Kid Icarus Uprising. Right. The actual Kid Icarus game. Yeah, tell me about that. It was really a bizarre what they're actually right about it. Oh, I, I, I was trying to work out what the fuck sort of game it was, and what I put down here was it's a cross between Panzer Dragoon, Other M, and Final Fantasy. Panzer Dragoon. It has, like, the Panzer Dragoon sort of flying lock on Yeah. It has the yeah, other end sort of jumping around combat element. Right. And then Final Fantasy, because when it started, it was, like, some dude holding a sword and looking quite serious and, like, a devil or something. And then, like, Pit just appears. <laughs> like, whoa, wait. <laughs> total, what, total mean, shift. So it's Final Fantasy in tone. <laughs> well, it looks like... It, it's like the guy who it was showing was just looked like a bloke. And then this tiny, like, weird-looking angel guy appears. It's like, what? This is this is kidding us. It's extremely strange. Okay. Well, I mean, so what's that other M mechanic? Because I didn't play that game. Well, other M was like, well, I haven't played it either, so I don't know. But supposedly, it was like you. It would be two D most of the time. Yeah. And you'd you'd be oh, able and to... then it went into first person well, you... sections of where you were just done well, still yeah. and shoot right some bits of first person, but it was like supposedly the combat mechanic was more like you'd flip over things and yeah I mean you'd be able to go around them as well in certain areas it wasn't all two D but it was like locking and then like jumping around guys and like. Oh, I see, because you'd locked onto them in a Metroid style. Yeah. So you're saying, okay, you're flying along like in Panzer Dragoon. In or, some sections. In some sections. And oh, then and, then, foot, and then it's sections, other end yeah. sections. Oh, so you're, it's not all happening once. <laughs> no. Okay. Although possibly it might. Okay. Uh, I, that sounds kind of cool. I well, like Panzer Dragoon. And, yeah, I I mean, it, it depends how, like... If they how hardcore they get. I mean, the fact that the start of it looked really weird and totally out of place, like it was a Final Fantasy game, and then Pit comes in with his high pitched voice, it was like, oh, okay, so maybe there is some element of like, maybe this is actually quite a, you know, serious game. It's not a kids game. Yeah, like it could be. Actually... Well, no, it could be a universal. I mean, Zelda <laughs> oh, yeah. is a universal, and it has serious themes and yeah, places, and so has you could argue Final Fantasy it can be played by kids. Yeah, but then terribly right at the end. It also turns out there's an AR card element to it. It's like, no, oh, you ruined it. <laughs> oh, well, just chuck that in there for good measure. You can play a card game with, like, 3D AR cards that you put them together and then they poke each other. I've heard that that um, 3D Pokedex thing is actually quite That's coming up. fun. We're not coming, we're not getting to that. Because you can take a picture of yourself in a mirror and see yourself with your <laughs> own Pokemon, <laughs> which is clearly awesome. So anyway. the, the last one on this on the 5 of 3DS because Rob still isn't that god damn it it doesn't matter carry on he's not going to get to talk about this no he won't there's Luigi's Action 2 
Right. Which is like, I've labelled as, I guess it's a sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't need to change Luigi's Mansion. It was a fairly awesome game by itself. It was but pretty no cool. one liked it for some reason. Well, people didn't like it because people didn't like the concept at the time of making slightly less massive productions and doing little fun games that, I mean, at the time there was no, no really little and also, cell phone games. because where was Mario? Because everyone wanted Mario for his yeah, game. Yeah, but that was the whole the point. That was the whole point. It was it's Luigi's game. <laughs> Sod off Mario. It's Luigi yes, but it was because it was right Egan. at the launch of GameCube. Yeah, and everyone was exa- it's like nowadays everyone wanted Mario Nintendo, 8, you can't launch they? anything without a Mario on it. <laughs> Why? What's the Mario on 3DS? It's the free Mario free 3D thing. Yeah, but it's not out. Yeah, but it'll be out at pretty much the same time. It's like you know, <laughs> they've learned they can't just have Luigi by himself because apparently no one likes Luigi. <laughs> I, I like Luigi. I, like, I, think I prefer Luigi. He's awesome. Luigi's Mansion is cool. And now you've got the... No, you've, you haven't got dual animal control on... Um, that was the whole point, wasn't yeah. it, on the GameCube? So how does that work on the 3DS? You've well, presumably the... it would just be... I mean, you'll, you, it'll be... It'll probably just be simplified, because the way it worked on the on the GameCube was really annoying, right. where you had... Because you were using the two sticks, I mean, obviously you looked around, but it wasn't... It was the same as sort of uh, same situation as Metroid, where they'd invented a weird control system that wasn't just dual stick, obvious, the usual way dual stick works. Yeah. And it was really weird, but then the the actual mechanic, the important mechanic, I guess, was like, once you got the vacuum on the ghost, you had to like pull away the direction away from them on your second stick. So maybe that'll be on the touch screen. Yeah, it'll probably just be some kind of, maybe weird scribbling mechanic or something, I don't know. Okay. And it'll have a lot more more levels, mansions, and different Supposedly. kinds of girls and stuff. Because the first one was just a, quite a small game. Well, I don't know. It was there was quite a lot to it in terms of like individual. Did you have that ghosts. game? Oh, I borrowed it for a while. I got some pay for it. Yeah, I, I was. I don't. I don't know. It was. <laughs> oh, you're finally back, are you? He's got a great big lipstick smudge on his cheek. <laughs> That's how we roll from some lovely lady. <laughs> Player. Do you want to say anything about Luigi's Mansion 2 or Kid Icarus Uprising? Not particularly. Right. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> That's oh, all we talk I about. know. Luigi's Mansion 2 looks shit. Oh, I want to play that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The problem is, is that half of what made the GameCube one work was the was the sort of lighting and the um, the atmosphere that it that it created. This just looks really cartoony and a bit. Not that you know Luigi's nose isn't already quite cartoony. <laughs> But you know yes. what I mean. It's like it lo- it loses yeah, most maybe. of the lighting aesthetic, which was my personal favourite bit of the game. It's like I, I, the gameplay wasn't that great, but it was kind of original and how it was very. Co- the whole setting was very consistent. The whole game felt nice as a whole. But maybe they well, just now it just doesn't. Maybe look. they weren't showing dark bits because you can't really show dark bits on a giant monitor wall. <laughs> it was like I was thinking about those small games from the start of the GameCube, and it was like a triple A. AAA x game is now, wasn't it? But made by Nintendo. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like guess. a sort of a, yeah, I suppose you're right. A braid or a or a um, mm. what's what's the other one from this year with the black and white? Oh, Limbo, Limbo, or something like that. <laughs> and now there's another one like that, insanely twisted Shadow Planet. <laughs> that sounds kind of awesome, though. It's basically anyway. a Limbo rip, but. <laughs> It's a shame that didn't work for Nintendo, the whole GameCube strategy, and they went all all completely away from what I like. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Yes. More of that now. <laughs> yeah, and then what came next in 3DS, I was just labelled as third-party stuff in a 3DS update. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, <laughs> don't really care. Uh, then there was Pokedex 3D, which I've labelled as, this is not a game, it's an AR shitter. 
it's not a game. Why are they making such a big deal of this? I know, they were so... It was like everyone cheered when they said Pokemon, and then it was like, oh. They're talking yeah. about the Pokédex. It's basically a glorified database. Yeah. <laughs> they should have at least made a Pokemon Snap game to go with it. All I'm... All I'm yeah. At which you could move around yeah, the, exactly. the, the, the gyroscope on the 3DS and take pictures of things. But if they're going to have this ability world. of, like, take a picture of yourself and see yourself next to the Pokemon or whatever, they goddamn better get the scale right, because everyone's going to be super fizzed if it doesn't actually match up. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of those Pokemon are fucking huge! Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it depends. Oh, no, yeah, no, they could do it, couldn't they? Because they surely must know how big the AR card is. And then... Well, I meant for where it's like... How's Compared he going to put a gyrodos in a picture when you're standing in a in a building? Well, it's not. Gonna... <laughs> Wait, didn't they suggest that you couldn't do it with just an AR card? That you needed to collect? Yeah, it's the like AR it's, cards. It is some kind of collection mechanic. Like you, your oh. version of the Pokedex only gets like six or whatever, and then you have to trade with other people by street passing or whatever. So basically, them. you've made an, a database combined with bloody football stickers. Yeah, like, how shit is this? <laughs> At least if they make a 3D model for every Pokemon that's... They, they'll, <laughs> they'll have those in back. Yeah, they'll <laughs> remove that excuse for not making a 3D Pokemon game. I guess. Maybe this is like... Yeah, maybe Secretly, it's, this is like... A, how can we leverage this work that we're doing in order to In the to meantime. Make, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be a great result if, it, uh, if that's the case. Yeah, actually, that, that, yeah, that, that does, in a, in a way, show promise then, I guess. It's like, here's hope. Then again, they had a large library of Pokemon rendered from Pokemon Stadium. In terrible quality. Getting a bit old now. (laughs) And there weren't, you know, it was a starting point, I guess. Yeah, it's true. Anyway. So that was the end of 3DS, which means it's time for Wii U! Wii U! Wait, hang on. Didn't they have a Pokemon Stadium game on Cube? Surely that must have been rendered a bit better. That was a strange... Yeah, but they weren't weren't much better rendered. That was was weird, that thing. Anyway, so let's get on to it, shall we? Yes. So let's get the jokes out of the way first, shall we? What did I write for Wii U? Wii U! And what, what are the other ones? Woo! We've got, our, we've got our Soldier Boy one. Wee you! <laughs> Crank that. And the one on Reddit was, Oh, wee you, I look just like Buddy Harley. I hate the vowels. <laughs> it's like so many vowels. <laughs> yeah, it's like I said, they kind of screwed up because they'd already used two I's in a, in a row, which is two vowels in a row, and it's like, let's have three! I think <laughs> could I, they have called it I wee. I, I, I think they have as many eyes or you we. I think they should have called it. They should have called it we a e i o u. Use up all the vowels, and there's none left for anybody else. So what are you playing today? We a i o u. I'm playing on my a u. All right. Yeah. Pirate console of choice. Did I write anything important about this? Well, I wrote. I wrote play games on the controller screen. You wrote it good. Yeah. I we know the con- so does everyone know the concept? Uh, oh, uh, okay, just go. Basically, it's a control. It's basically a classic controller with an enormous fucking screen in the middle. <laughs> just that also like has Wiimote capabilities apart from the pointer. So it has the gyroscope, yeah. but not it has the, the gyroscope. It has the accelerometers, no pointer. It also has a camera and a headphone jack and uh, what else? And I, I noted here, Stylus. um, is there a console attached? Because they basically never yeah. showed the console. They fucked up, they fucked up the they whole fucked up real good. But there is most definitely a console. It looks like a, cro- it looks like a Wii and a 360 had a baby. Yep. Um, who was it that said that? <laughs> uh, when? 
I think it must <laughs> yeah, have been on joystick. Yeah. yeah. But, Someone uh, said it. <laughs> Can't claim credit for that one, sorry. Yeah. So anyway, the um so the key point is all the processing is done on the base unit as always and then and then the image is sent the to the image screen. is sent to the screen. Uh, with apparently zero latency technology or something. Which, which... is just bollocks. <laughs> well, I, yeah. There's no such thing as zero latency. Shut the fuck up. No, yeah. They could probably do an all right job. Yeah. It'll have like... It won't be zero latency, no. But, <laughs> but they can make it pretty good. Yeah. So... And it was suggested in later interviews with Reggie that like it, the range is not going to be very far. <laughs> So you can't literally go to that, another room. You can't play the game you were playing on TV in bed by taking the controller upstairs. No, unless oh, your okay, TV no, that, is directly below your bed, maybe. That's, that's actually starting to fail slightly harder than I initially thought. Um, cause why didn't the bit that gets me about this right is not only that, it, that it's properly ridiculous because <laughs> it is, and I'm, I'm not sure I understand it fully. yet, but. Yeah. Sony at this point, I can't help but think Sony are just going, ah, <laughs> pointing and laughing. Because Why? they've done it already. Uh, but that's the thing, they've done it, but it, nobody's it, but it used failed. it. failed. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. But Nintendo will make it work. Nintendo will use it by well, no. default. Well, this is the thing. No, no, I don't think Sony are laughing because they'll just, they'll, they'll look at, well, they are laughing because they'll look at Nintendo and go, oh, we can just do that. Oh, excellent. This is how we make but a they, technology we've already made they and already installed it. in every PS3 and every PSP and make it work. And PS Vita in future. Yeah. But they tried doing it's it just with like, you could rearview mirror shit. Well, no, the problem is, is that Nintendo PS Vita's ha- even got the touchscreen. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is, is that Ninty haven't come up with something that Sony can't copy. That's true. They could. Co- Sony could do this with a firmware update for free for people that have bought PS3s and PS Vitas, and it's just like, oh, and they probably won't have the problem of only being having having to tether one to a console. That's <laughs> actually true. And they do it via Wi-Fi, which means they could do it from your room or potentially using the over the internet functionality that they. Uh, PSP remote or whatever it's called. Is it remote? Presumably, if they're calling things yeah. move and far. Yeah, wait. yeah. But to be honest, from from the point of view of a person who just wants to play cool games and isn't too worried about Nintendo's market position, that's awesome because they'll be encouraged to make um, awesome Crystal Chronicles style yeah. games. You know, what? it is actually because break out my PSP. <laughs> exactly. If Sony take this on board and go, you know what, we're not far from this. Yeah, and 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 do it again. They could do them. Well, actually, we, we say this, but we know what would happen. They'll do it and then fail to support it, it yeah. like they've done with Move. That. And it's like, this is, the, this is the problem. Sony have so much potential. They're like you, Zach. They have so much potential, but no like idea a brick. how to use it. Like, like a brick. <laughs> I think it, I think this Wii U is quite interesting for us guys, because we're. I think we're quite unusual in having played and even recently gone back to... Crystal, Crystal Chronicles. Chronicles. Except it can't do that, so... No. Well, the interesting thing is, the fact that they said that there's only going to be one Wii Pad support... <laughs> it's going to be called console. the Wii Pad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Are we that... sure about that? Yeah. No. One it's... Wii Pad per console? Well, Joystick have said that, yeah. And Shigzy confirmed it by saying, well, if we wanted people to use more than one Wii Pad, we'd, we'd, have, figured about... we'd have figured, figured out, a, out way a way for people to use the 3DS with the console. <laughs> and my How initial... have you not figured that out? And this was my initial thought when I saw Wii Pad. Yeah. It was like... Why haven't they done that? Surely that's a far better idea. And easier. Yeah. And cheaper. <laughs> the first thing... I don't get yeah. it. I don't get why they need a whole new controller and a whole new console to do something they could have done on Wii. Because apparently it's so difficult, supposedly. Why? Well, admittedly, the, the video streaming thing well, is, yeah. is kind of the new bit of this. Is that the, the... I doubt the DS has a like a 
data rate no, keep up. They might not have the capability to do that. But for the majority of gaming purposes, they could do it via the download system that they had on GBA. Yeah, you know the the console could send the data to the to the DS to sync it with the game, and then you're laughing. The DS already has everything it needs to know. I guess no need for streaming apart from the the actual game play data of what's happening. Yeah, and it's like well, that's how it worked before. Why can't it work now? Yeah, I mean, it... admittedly, you'd lose the instant switch. I guess from being able to go. Um, hello, game on TV. To hello, game in my hands. Yeah, but that's. That was what the pad's for. It's like, you have one of those anyway, because it comes with the console. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I just, I, I think he's suggesting that the whole idea might be... Potentially. Unnecessary. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, I kind of get where they're coming from, but the whole instant switch from screen to hand is, as far as I'm concerned, the only benefit of WePad. Everything else could have been done via a DS communication of some kind. Well, the thing is, then you're getting into the situation where... Because this is the interesting, one of the interesting things about the Wii Pad is, unlike a Wiimote, it has full, proper console controls, dual analog sticks. You can play Assassin's Creed, you can play any 360 game using those controls, even if it doesn't use the, even if it doesn't use the screen at all. Whereas if you were trying to play Assassin's Creed on your TV with the 3DS, maybe. But I said this about the 3DS. They should have had two sticks. Well, yeah, we know that. They should have done. And that's where PS Vita does have that. So yeah. you could totally use a PS Vita. has all the controls of a DualShock, does it not? Well, the thing Almost. is, all of this, all of their markets, since 3DS was announced, or everything Ninty does sound incredibly reactionary, rather than visionary, like they have been in the past. Like, oh, 3D, let's make something that's 3D. Let's not make it, like, particularly an upgrade of any kind. Let's just make it 3D! And have a, know. and you know, the fun pad, yeah, okay, improvement. But why not two? That seems retarded that they didn't do that. That, that seems like, to be honest, that seems like maybe the one big mistake of it. I think the 3D implementation and, is and, reasonable on the 3DS. And it was, but I don't know, the whole console seems, doesn't seem like enough of a step up. Yeah. For, for it to have been considered. Well, they say, I was reading the article today saying that they, they, they're worried about, uh, well, not Nintendo, they're obviously not worried, but people are worried about brand awareness problems because apparently people are going up uh, saying, oh, the th- there's normal consumers that don't know about games are thinking, oh, I've got, a, I've got a DS. I'm not worried about 3D. I've seen those 3D films. I don't really like them, so I won't get a 3DS. And then they're going to buy the latest game and, and the guy at the camp is saying, are you sure you can't put that, you can't put that in your DS? He's saying, why not? Because it's a 3DS game. Hmm. And it, but I don't care about 3D. I just want to play the latest Mario game. Yeah. They're saying no. And the same thing's going to happen. I've got a Wii. Why can't I play this? Yeah. And that, you, have, you need a Wii U. Wii U. You need... Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need to throw my hands up in the air and party. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that happening a lot with a lot of people who bought a Wii for Wii Fit or something and then they realise that this awesome new version of Wii Fit has come out and they're like, oh, I want to play this. Well, the Wii U's meant to be backwards the pedal. Oh yeah, but you'll have to have bought it's the, the yeah. new version. Of them. You know, you know, what I, you know, what I think. I think the Wii Pad should have been a separate device, separate mm. from a console. Perhaps that should have been what 3DS could have been. But the whole thing about the Wii Pad is it has no processing power whatsoever. No, but that's you know what I mean, makes it different from an iPad. No, but that's the thing. I think that idea is fundamentally flawed in that they could have they could have ditched the whole new console idea and perhaps the new handheld instead of 3DS should have been the Wii Pad. And have it transmit video to the no, TV. Who cares about the video bit? It's just that that with the dual stick controls, 
with the things there, the touchscreen device. As a mobile. As, as a mobile gaming platform, right. prob- probably would have been the kick. And then they could have focused on making DSs work with the Wii. <laughs> you know? But they're, kind of, like, they're but... going out of their way to say that this is nothing to do with mobile gaming. Uh, but it sort of is and is flawed at doing it as well because you know, it's mobile gaming in the sense that it's mobile gaming away from the telly is one of its key features. But you <laughs> but, can't. But, but that worked badly, apparently. It's you right. say away from the telly, that's true, but you can't walk out of the room <laughs> I know, but that's, with that's, the telly. That's a, that's a flaw! It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, I wouldn't want to play, to be restricted to the same room while I'm playing a game and still probably annoying my parents with the, as a kid, with the sound up. And it's like, oh, oh I've got to plug my headphones. Oh, but I don't want to put headphones in. it's still going to be odd I think yeah a lot of people are having trouble sort of understanding the whole where they're coming from at all and you can see that in the stock market the double 5% drop yeah yeah, the stock the stock price and five percent drop, dropped. and then five percent of that (laughs) yeah it's interesting Uh, but the analysts don't always know no that's true I'd hesitate to not bet on Nintendo, but um, I the thing know. is, I, I, I can't. I struggle to get behind what they do now, both from the games they make and and the hardware, because Wii doesn't appeal as much. You know, the idea I think is sound for casual games, but they're just not coming up with software that to to keep it alive. I mean, but you know what? And, and all the franchise, <laughs> the great franchises they have, they're not doing anything with. But you know what? Fuck all that because we're we're going to end up getting it anyway because Smash Brothers. <laughs> well, oh shit, these Smash Brothers. Yeah, I know. I can bitch all I want, but Smash Brothers, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's the thing. As a, as someone who never who hates Smash Brothers <laughs> and has never bought a Wii, I'm actually thinking that I might end up getting one of these because I'm just thinking HD Mario or Zelda game with full proper console controls. Whatever about the screen. You know, and it's backwards compatible, and I can play all those oh, well, occasional Wii games. That you're um, making the assumption as well that, that 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 a lot of new releases will actually take advantage of this call. I have the, I probably think that a lot of games will somehow want to stick with the motion control idea, which. Well, fair enough. So I'll the, just get the, a Wiimote. <laughs> yeah, but then you lose the point. You can't exactly use a Wiimote and a pad in one hand, and it's like so you're losing the touchscreen functionality. I don't know. It's like there's a lot of options here, but I'm not entirely sure that the Wii pad will be used all the time because it's moving away from what the Wii is good at, and that is motion control. But it's not as good as. But it's not now. a motion controller, really. No. Also, why has they gone for the stylus style resistive touchscreen and not a capacitive touchscreen? Because it's cheaper. Probably more hard-wearing. Oh, fuckers. Uh, yeah, I think that... The first thing I thought when I saw the the Wii Pad... I, we kind of knew it was coming, but when you actually saw the shape of it and everything... It looks big. Uh, and it looks big. The first thing I thought was, yep, I mean, we already know that they don't care about Microsoft and Sony and they do their own thing. But when I saw that, I thought they clearly care about competing with Apple. I suppose. Competing? Yeah. <laughs> Not really competing with anything. Well, it kind of is because they talked about having the internet on that thing mm. in your front room. And that will be on your, on your coffee Apple, table. That's what Apple TV and iPad do. That's what, exactly. And there are already iPad games just announced that uh, stream video to the oh, Apple TV. Did, did you hear about the, 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 the funny sort of like takeover thing, though, that on live are already support, are going to support iPad as an input device for mouse controlled on oh, live cool. games. So you can have on live connected to your TV and then use the iPad as the mouse That's for cool. it. So it's like, oh, actually, hang on. Turn off the TV. You've just done what Nintendo have done. <laughs> it's like, ah! Another win. 
Exactly. But there you go. I mean, uh, the, it's it's more sort of friendly and less sort of sophisticated feeling a thing than an iPad or whatever. But the thing is that the fact that they've got it's the still processing... Fisher price, but that's what they Yeah, Fisher-Price, but they're amazing Fisher-Price. <laughs> but the, the fact that the processing power is on the box means that they can, um, you know, they can have graphics as good as a PS3 or 360, uh, whereas the iPad has... Hello, the PS Vita! Of, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't get it. It's like PS Vita is, is like does that as well if you want a mobile platform that does everything in the handheld there you go yeah but that's how doing the pro- like an ipad the ps vita is doing all the processing on board and therefore... I, don't get, I don't get why this is such an important difference if the processing is all on the platform who cares Not the end result of what i'm seeing and what i'm hearing probably with less latency as well because i still don't believe that no latency bullshit <laughs> and it's like it's like, if it's in my hand, all the processing is there, I'm getting probably the same experience, if not better, through PS Vita than I would through the less powerful than a 360 Wii U. Well, arguably, it's, it's a roughly equivalent. It's going to be equivalent, right? yeah. so yeah. it's got to be. I mean, that graphics demo with the bird looked it's pretty good. I mean, it's going to look, it's not going to look good in a couple of years, oh, plus but right now... Plus, it's... the whole sort of, like, exactly the same argument falls flat when the screen is only 480 pixels high. Yeah, well, the screen is less than HD, obviously, but that's be, actually like true a, of an iPad. It'd be like a relative dot pitch of the DS. Of the 3DS, I mean, so. Mm. It's going to look fairly pixelated. That, I think, but if they are trying to compete with Apple in that space of the coffee table, pick it up, use it for gaming, use it for internet while you're watching TV, then I think they have a problem with that touchscreen because it's not multi-touch and it's just not as, oh, I must play with it as an iPad is. Yeah. And I don't, I, I think they've mis, uh, in the words of George W. Bush, they've misunderestimated us. <laughs> misunderestimated. <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, misunderestimated that. If they want to compete <laughs> in that space, then I think... They're going to have a tough time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've got no problem with them going HD. That is great. That's but cool. Obviously, I, I, I really don't get the significance of this new controller. I just don't understand how it adds anything to the table. Really, five flares. Wow! wow. Couldn't they have done that with like seven oh, yeah, player well, on PS3? Right. That's, that's, <laughs> well, that's just the other thing we've talked about the, the GBA sort of thing before, and it's like, oh, hang on, one of their major tech demos that they're really happy with is Pac-Man versus in a new shell. Yeah. It's like welcome to ten years ago, you tits. It's what game? You, what are you talking about? Pac-Man versus. They had a demo on what um, on the GameCube and GBA combo. All oh, right. One of the the games they showed off basically had the it was Wiiified rather than. Um, Namcoified. It was like Mario and Toads. <laughs> yeah, basically, where three players can four. see... Four. Oh, four players, sorry. Can see that... That's, okay, that's the one step up. Yeah, five players. They've added a player. Um, four players... Oh, you mean Chase Me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, four, I did yeah, see yeah, that. Four players can see the local area around them, so yeah. they have to coordinate their attack to locate where Mario or whatever the fuck his name is... <laughs> Let's, let's, let's call him Pac-Man, um, <laughs> is about the level, um, and that, while Pac-Man on the pad can see the entire level. This is exactly the same game as Pac-Man versus just yeah. with an extra player. And it's and a it's lot like, more like a traditional game. fine then. Yeah, it's more, a lot more like a traditional game than all the Wii stuff with the motion. Yeah. I can't see that attracting people. I don't think they can replicate the success of the Wii. I think it's impossible. But it actually interests me more than a Wii. <laughs> but I think I that's think a problem. They need to replicate the success. They just need people to upgrade. Yeah. Who already have it. But they won't. Again, the problem I have, though, is that the, the core gamer demographic is going to be on 
Xbox and PS3 already. The new Wii, although it does make some strides towards perhaps enticing the core gamer, without, at the moment, what looks like a fairly shoddy... Well, we don't know any of the real software lineup, so that's probably a bit of a thing. But given Nintendo's recent laziness, I I can't feel excited about it. It's... With the exception of Smash Brothers, I can't honestly think what Nintendo could do at this stage that would entice me. It's like they'd have to bring back F Zero, perhaps, and then I'd be a bit happier. Actually, uh, if if it if it had four Wii pads uh, instead of just one, mm. you know, for playing four player. Oh yeah, but then they'd uh, be able to stream four different that's the trouble. High, high quality video streams. But that might have... didn't for like Crystal Chronicles. It was just <laughs> which a is map. why it would have been better to have the processing on the device. You could have like four high quality streams of graphics on your device. It's not a stream. <laughs> but it, well, not a stream, because <laughs> it would be generated. And it's like, ah, fail. But that would actually finally make me a bit more interested in Smash Brothers if I could kind of, without all that zooming problems, if you could see your own view as well or <laughs> and not worry about everyone getting tiny and then getting really big when they all come close together. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway. HD should solve that <laughs> to an extent. If you couldn't see everyone, you wouldn't know where they were. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but you have that on the TV as well. <laughs> you could do this. <laughs> look up and look down. Tense okay. down display. Anyway, it won't work. But yeah, people do complain about the zooming thing. What do they want to do with Smash Brothers on the on the Wii U? Though? They didn't say anything. Nothing. What are they going to do? With only, only, only that it's going to be made. That's all we know. I mean, you can't say that Brawl did much with the Wii mode. It just said get a GameCube controller and plug it in, which you won't be able to do with the Wii U. <laughs> you just use a Wii U controller. But then we'd, we'd, oh, oh, we'd have to buy classic controllers. Oh, fuck. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, Nintendo prints money. I don't think we even know <laughs> if the classic controller works with the Wii U. We know the Wiimote does, and we know the Wii Pad does. Oh, will, no, no the Wiimote will, and classic controller will. The classic controller will too. Yeah, okay, because the classic controller plugs into a Wiimote, blah, 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 blah. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. How are we doing? I don't know. It's a nightmare. The whole thing's a nightmare. It's like, as I say, the point I was making there is that that they are making strides to attract the core demographic, and maybe in large families where they maybe only have a choice of one console to put under the telly because of budget constraints. You know, yeah. perhaps they'd pick the Wii U because now there's the chance that core games will come out on the Wii U and be okay. Well, it has parity, I think, with uh, technology for the time being. Yeah. The the problem is is that they're not going to pull any existing any of the existing demographic no. because they'll have an Xbox or a PS3. Exactly, yeah. And it's like so that element falls down, and it's. I guess families that only have only have a Wii will suddenly be able to play nice looking games, but you know, I don't know. They might as well just get a three hundred and sixty. And you? the casual gaming market won't care. Yeah. So the casual gaming market is the family gaming market, really. Yeah. As long as one person in that family cares, they'll get an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. The kids will be demanding it. Yeah. So so that Zelda little, little preview Stevie thing, down the road. That definitely way. reminded me of... Do you remember when they did that uh, Zelda in a realistic style demo for the GameCube and then everyone was really excited and then it, it turned, and then they changed their mind and made Wind Waker? Right. Do you remember? And everyone was like, no, it's Zelda. We wanted that awesome looking demo. What reminded you of that? <laughs> the new demo, the HD Zelda. That's not a game yet. And what will probably happen is they'll ditch it and they'll make some crazy thing. But they're already making <laughs> Skyward Sword the Wind Waker-esque yeah, middle point. that's true. And at least that... that I think 
because that's obviously a Wii game, right? Yeah. yeah. But will that be released on the Wii U in a in a Twilight Princess style? Doesn't need I to be. I don't think so. If they can't do it at the same, if they can't release both at the same time, they won't. And it doesn't need to be because it's backwards compatible. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I don't think that because it will. Yeah, it will play on Wii U just fine. So it's not. But it won't be HD. <laughs> no. uh, anyway, well, the thing that I heard that was really bad. Well, about maybe it will Wii be. U... Maybe it will just be a simple up a resolution up. Well, that's what I. That's the bad thing. Another bad thing I heard about the Wii U is that they're the way they're emulating the Wii. Yeah, it can't upscale, oh. so they oh. won't. No. And, but like oh. emulators on a PC can run Wii Wii normal Wii games in an upscaled resolution, no. and they look awesome even though nothing's been done to them physically. That's so a shame. My one, probably one of my number one want. They didn't uh, do that on the Xbox either, though. Yeah, one <laughs> with of the, the exception of Halo Two. One of the number one things I want on the next generation Xbox and PlayStation, but the next generation Xbox, one of the one number one things I want is a very easy patch made. It make it easy for the developers to patch or or just have it universal, so that any backwards compatible 360 game can be run at 60 frames per second in 1080p, and make it easy for developers to to uh, make that happen, just well, like a PC yeah, game. To be honest, this time the architecture is probably less likely to. Is the architecture change is probably likely to be less dramatic. Exactly. Um, unless Microsoft suddenly goes, we're using the cell processor from now on. Yeah, that's but, not going to happen. No, so, so the, the architecture change might be less of a problem that they might be able to do that. Because it is basically a PC. Because if they did that, that would be so cool. I could just put in Halo Reach and instead of it being in 720p at 30 frames per second, suddenly it's in 1080p at 60 frames per second. And admittedly, it's a PC with three dual-core CPUs in a weird configuration. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's closer than... An, than the other consoles. How great would that be, though? Out of the box, all your games are better instantly. You know, your your burnout. What? No, what's it called? Need well, for Speed Hot Pursuit suddenly runs at sixty instead of thirty, and and all the games from the whole catalog of three sixty are available to download from the cloud immediately. I mean, that would be just so cool. And they wouldn't even have to have any new software. <laughs> well, yeah, there's always some. Of they would that because console optimizations optimizations are often timed to. Things clock like the, the actual machines. Clock I speed. know that's where they need to help the developers with yeah. it and having some kind of optimization. Yeah, that was the, the problem. Is, is it would be like the Xbox original thing. There'd have to be a patch cycle where mm. the the emulation in 360 would have to um, know about the previous game and, and how to adjust itself yeah. to deal with it. Which is why not all of the Xbox back catalogue was done because Microsoft had to do it. The developers and the publishers don't want to do this because it doesn't make money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All it will do is sell consoles, which doesn't make money for the developers. The clock yeah. speed thing was that classic problem with when they ported Red Faction Gorilla from console to PC. <laughs> and then because clock speeds on PC can vary, it started running super fast on some people's PCs. <laughs> yeah, that was Which did make it comedy, but... <laughs> that was pretty funny. I'm not saying this isn't a technical issue that is probably quite difficult it, it to would, do, but if they me. did it, that would be so sweet. Anyway, so that's well, my what, speculation. The, yeah, the basic... The, what they could do at a basic level is enable it, but before it releases, they test as many games as possible and add them to a whitelist. Yeah. So the ones that just work out the box, they work. Mm. Um, if they don't work because of optimizations, then they're not on the whitelist. They'll just come up with a message saying, we can't get this to work. And then it's up to the developer if they want to patch it in. Yeah. Uh, which will be unlikely, or if Microsoft can figure out a way of getting it to work. But that's that, the onus will be on Microsoft or the you know console manufacturer shall we say, if Sony attempt to do it in the future to, to try and achieve that. And Sony obviously found it difficult because they were trying to do hardware emulation of 
well, they, it was hardware version of PS2, then software emulation of PS2, then no emulation of PS2. So it was obviously a hard enough problem mm. that they couldn't do it right, or that there was no financial reason for them to carry on doing it. But maybe this generation, maybe, <laughs> be so good. It's not anyway. going to happen by PC. <laughs> I've got a PC. I, just I know, but that's what I mean. PCs are the only four. four I can't play Red that. Dead on a PC. Goddamn. Anyway, but, but well, maybe you can. But, but you know what I mean. Maybe there's a 360 emulator that works better than well enough by now. No. God, no, there isn't. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, PCs are the only format where you have any chance of that happening, and even that's not true for the really, really old stuff. I still think it could happen, but who knows? I mean, you get the upgrade cycle. That that feeling on PC, though, don't you? It's like, oh, I've got a brand new PC. Let's see how all my stuff runs. I know. Wouldn't that be great if that happened with the next console? But anyway. Right, well, we on? Well, there's not really much else that, that's actually important to say. They did they, they, they were doing little, the little bit of showing various, like, their weird tech demos of Wii U stuff only. They didn't even show them in the conference very much. And the only thing I took from that was Pirate Arrows. <laughs> pirate, oh, yeah. It's just like a rhythm game, that yeah. one, isn't it? It's like, Pirate Arrows coming at you. <laughs> you can't actually see the arrows coming at you, can you? Yeah, you have... It's like Simon Says, sort of. Yeah. It's like, it says where they're going to go and the rhythm they're going to go at, and then you have to do the motion. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> and then you see the little things appear on the screen, but it, it almost wouldn't matter if you didn't, because you could just have an indicator saying, yep, you caught them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then there's some other stuff, it's like, oh, Lego City Stories, Assassin's Creed, Battlefield 3, lol. Mm. On the on the Wii U, on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, because we're totally gonna imagine that with the Wiimote. Well, they have their Zapper thing, don't they? Oh yeah, they, and that, that would look really funny when they were showing the upgraded Zapper, where it was like the normal Zapper with the Wiimote, but then it had the screen stuck on it, which is sort of cool. Then a sort of um, that actually, is cool. Actually, actually, that is the one thing that I sort of went at. That's cool. Silent Scope. Out, out of the, out of the entire scope. Nintendo lineup, pretty much at the conference, that was the one thing that said, "Oh, that's new." Or you could do the classic like floating. Ammo display only in real life, apart from it's a huge, chunky display. Yeah, but then you don't have to look at it to see the actual. <laughs> yeah. No, it's clear, it's blatantly a, a scope, isn't it? Yeah. That's so cool. Imagine if Apple went into gaming and they could do that with the iPhone. Because like, yeah. the iPhone's probably the right size for that kind of thing. What to attach to them? To something. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, uh, and, and it's actually the shape of a scope. And the Apple console, whatever it would be, ends up doing it. Do you see the other thing? That Being they... expanded Apple TV, wouldn't it? If Wait, they did, did you that? see the, the other experiment that. Um, Real Racing 2 will do. Um, the game is an iPad game, mm-hmm. an iPad driving game where you tilt the controller to steer. But it streams but to the it Apple sends TV. a video stream to Apple TV, which gets displayed on your television, uh, and then it can leave its screen to do other things. That's cool. Um, so you're you're actually then using the iPad as a as a as a, as a control- tiny tiny steering wheel. I mean, it's, it's not that small. <laughs> it's basically iPad. Wii U yeah. in reverse, isn't it? It's it's the, it's yeah. the controller sending stuff to the TV, which is kind of bizarre. I mean, it's not it. going to look anywhere near as good as a no, Wii U true, game, but it's but it's, it's interesting concept. And I also thought it was interesting the fact that it, the, the the making the video stream doesn't slow down the the iPad game because it has a built-in hardware encoder mm. for doing um videos for taking videos mm-hmm. uh, with your camera on your iPad so it doesn't slow the do- game down any because that technology is already in there in the hardware yeah, just make use of it that, I mean, you send the stream that is quite clever design that doesn't make me sort of excited about it but it's clever design no but I just think that's cool uh, anyway I won't be playing that <laughs> but still um, 
you got any further thoughts on the Wii U? Actually, a bit of me wishes the Apple Apple <laughs> did sort of wade into that. <laughs> no, you're not allowed. Like, they won't. I it's, don't think. It's like, they I, did, I, like I the... saw their keynote the other day, and they did an annoying Apple-style boast of like, oh yeah, Game Center has the most game users of all. We have 50 million subscribers in the first six months. Compare Xbox Live with only 30 million. Right, and how many people actually play Game Center games? Yeah, exactly. That's facetious saying that. Yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, yeah, there are 50 million people on Game Center because 50 million people have iPhones. Exactly. And it's like 30 million people have, yeah, more people have iPhones than Xboxes. That's, that's probably undeniable. I think it's apples but, and oranges comparing Xbox yeah. Live to Game Center. I mean, they're, uh, you know, as they're, they're similar in have, some ways. Yeah, it has Chivos, but I don't think you, uh, there aren't enough. It's not like everything on the iPhone needs to use it, and that's a problem because mm. it's like uh, game. You can't really connect. It's up to most unless games embrace Game Center, which they have a choice of doing. It's uh, you're having to switch frameworks and blah. And most of them don't have online multiplayer, which makes yeah. the whole point and the service kind of non-existent. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, but they're like we're number one in the mobile gaming space, and it's like no. If you wanted to do gaming, you'd have to actually be serious about it. Mm. Uh, and I don't think they will. I think they're doing, they're ticking it on quite nicely with what they're doing. Where I was going with the where, where, why I wanted Apple to wade in on the console was maybe that idea is kind of um, Apple having a console is probably a bad idea. But I wish Apple would sort of open up the ability, like some sort of API for iPhone and iPad so they could work with other pieces of technology. So, because one of the mm. things that they demonstrated with WePad was the ability to sort of browse around, sort of privately, in a way, and then push what you're viewing to the main screen. So you can look up your YouTube video on your little touchpad and yeah, then push well, it to the TV without sort of having to show everyone your search or yeah, sort of because like they're that, watching the X Factor or, or whatever or potential private details, and then push it up when you're ready. And it's like that's all right, that's kind of cool. I wish I could do that with my iPhone to my Xbox. Yeah, because I don't want an Apple TV. It doesn't make quite so much sense in this country as it does in America because we don't have the infrastructure for. They're all right, actually. I've, yeah. I've seen one. I've, I've, I've put, I mean, we had one up in Manchester. If you jailbreak it and put like Plex on it, or, or I'd get Sky. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it may not be quite so on demand, but I get Sky. It's because it's better in this country, and it's like no, and it, but the box isn't powerful enough to handle life because it's Sky, and like, I won't be able to push stuff with my iPhone. I don't know. I, we're getting to the stage where convergence of technology is becoming more and more desired, and if it doesn't happen, it's been desired for a while. It just hasn't worked well enough until now. No, but yeah, we're now in the position where these things could happen. You yeah. know, the, technically, these things could happen. You know, there's no real hold, technology holdbacks for any of this stuff anymore. But that's we're starting right. to see this cloud stuff come in. Like, if you look at lot on live, that's yet another layer of crazy mm. abstraction. You don't even have the processing in your own home, let alone on your t- on your touchscreen device. Yeah. That's that's going a, completely other way. That, the other way. That's been a, a a long time dream for the internet creators. Because it seems like um, my driving instructor was showing me his Android phone, and it seems like that a lot of apps on that do the processing in the cloud. It seems yeah. odd. They do, they do. Most well, any of the Google apps do the yeah. same thing on iPhone, don't they? They they'll send, you, yeah. They'll collect the data and then ask for a response, yeah. Which is fine if the mobile network works. If you're not in Elmswell, as we were, well, actually, if you're not in most of Ipswich, which yeah. is, you know, county town of Suffolk, mobile connection is rubbish. Yeah, you pretty much, yeah. Take note, AT and T. 
It's like, take over the British market and sort of install a decent network list. Because I didn't know that was happening. That would put me off buying an Android phone until the future when every, uh, when connections are awesome. Yeah. On a side note, Windows 8. Woo. Woo. I actually quite like the look of it. Yeah. I, I, I sort of yeah. always thought the idea behind the Windows 7 phone and tiles was a good one. And it's like, it, and now yeah. that that's a main OS, that sounds like a great idea. They're pretty cool. I can't see myself working with Visual Studio in that kind of environment. But they, there you go. <laughs> but no, as I say, I could see why it works because it's sort of like they're doing. It does what Microsoft always wants a PC to be, and that's, that's the true. do everything. A home PC should be the do everything device. Yeah, you know, entertainment, music, um, anything you want to do should be all on one device. Yeah, but the ability to make it coherent with your other devices is the big thing here. It's not just that it. You know, connectivity is now possible through the cloud, thanks to to get all your stuff there. But now there's actually a consistency to it in the UI. Yeah, between not the just the, yeah in, in the usability. So Joe Bloggs, no, not not really much of a computer savvy guy, can suddenly use it without having any prior knowledge of Windows. So the entry level is considerably lower. It'd be interesting to see if they come up with some features similar to those I was just watching, like I was telling you about for the Mac OS. Because those were quite concrete. It looks nice and everything, but mm. those were quite concrete features, like having that kind of built-in behind-the-scenes version control. Yeah, that kind of thing is actually cool. You know, I suppose part it's an actual feature. I actually, think <laughs> about just it. UI. I suppose a part of Windows Eight. Um, maybe Windows Eight would work better when large touchscreens for your home PC become a possibility. Yeah, it's going to happen. Oh, they, they, they have that nervous light problem there. Oh, because you just bought a 3D monitor. Now 3D and touchscreen is not going to work. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. For, well, games for 3D take the view that in-screen is better than out-of-screen, which is generally a good idea. I Well, I don't know. I was playing um, trying out your uh, Portal 2 on... Uh, uh, and that looked, re- looked pretty cool, I should say. The vast majority is in-screen, though. Uh, yes, I guess it is, but I kept kind of... Yeah, that's the problem, yeah. It was in-screen. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. Because it, it worked better. And it it, it's, it's less of a strain on the brain when you get, like, edge violations. But I kept accidentally touching the monitor when I was trying to point out something <laughs> in yeah, the that, world. that, that happened. Because you guys were right there and I was pointing... Because, obviously, it's Portal. You end up pointing and saying, there's, a, por- there. there's a portal up there. And then it's like, oh, it's like hitting the window. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn. There's a window there. Anyway, <laughs> that's quite funny. Uh, Be less retarded. <laughs> yeah, cheers. <laughs> I don't think I'd buy one of those monitors. But we'll have really? To see. Yeah. And it was quite nice, but I don't think I'd... I don't think I would. Refresh rate. Because uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're the only person you can see 120 hertz. Oh, but it looks so nice. So nice. Where are we? Uh, did you have any other thoughts on Wii U? Because you got kind of cut off there. <laughs> By Rob's intermittent thoughts. While I'm on the thought. <laughs> no, nothing else to say. Okay. And also, we're pretty much done with we We're pretty much done with... We're pretty much done with... Uh, and E3. Her, and okay, her, well, which means I now can dramatically crush this piece of paper to signify it. Can we talk about a couple of things we talked about last time? Heard me. Yes, if you want to do... Corrections <laughs> colour mode. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was saying about Ghost Recon Future Soldier, and I was saying I wasn't interested in it, and yeah. I'd seen previous previews. Well, I was listening to John Bob, and it seems like 
they've previewed it a few times but over the over the course of its development and uh, at first it was really arcadey and everyone had the same reaction of me having been fans of Grawl. Right. And I think what's happened is they kept going back and changing the game and Sorry, making what, what it more tactical. What was that noise? I think I need a, another it example. It was So basically the game they've showed at E3 is different from the one I've seen because they've gone, oh, okay, that's not what our fans want at all. Hmm. So, But they're compromising their original vision at the same time. So it's turning more tactical, but from a... But coming from a point of view of crazy robots, suits and active camouflage <laughs> and, and drones, and I don't know, and uh, going back to trying to go back. But it seems like it's getting into a bit of a mess in that respect. Mm, you see what really? I mean? So I think that's why I was confused last time, because I was like, oh, it's really okay, isn't it? And you were like, no. And I was like, oh, they've actually changed the game. <laughs> I'm still but, not uh, entirely sure it will make my list. No, I'm not too interested. Uh, even so, even now they're trying to tailor it more towards what mm. I like. I'm still not interested. That was that. Uh, Battlefield Three. Um, I actually went and looked up to outside of all the hyperbully and uh, and all the uh, tank sequence and everything. I actually tried to see if there were any new features talked about. Yeah. And I, I, I and you were saying that's a bit more like Bad Company. People are worried about and stuff. So yeah. So it's the rush mode from Bad Company is in it. Yeah. This sort um, of assault. It's basically, basically yeah. It's, it's assault mode. It's kind of like. CP, I suppose, in, in TF, is it? Or more like... Well, the push CPs, right? Yeah, push the... CPs, yeah. And I don't think that's a bad idea. Well, for some maps. And for some, as long as they're not all like that. No, they won't be all like that. Conquest will still be the main mode. I'm, I'm convinced. It's got jets in it. It can't be... Do you know what I mean? It could be. No, I think it's unlikely. Because doing volume, volume runs on your front as it's pushing forwards or whatever. I'm pretty sure it'll be uh, Conquest mode will be, or the classic Battlefield mode will be the main mode, with all the new tweaks. And the other thing was um, suppression. Oh yeah, I guess we didn't mention that. We should have. So yeah, so there were four classes and one is the support class and has the machine gun. Yeah, a heavy style, but more, but more off it. Like a machine gun. Yeah, like a machine gun. <laughs> and so you can actually suppress other uh, you know, suppress the enemy without actually hitting them, and that will restrict their movement and give them tunnel vision. I don't or think something. it's restricting movement. I think it's just view. Is it just the view? It sounded like it was going to be more important than just a little throwaway thing. Well, it might. Maybe it will slow them down slightly as well. Maybe I don't know. I quite that like that sense. idea. As long as if you're suppressed, you can, you know make a call to peop- other people and say, help me, get me out of this. You don't want to be stuck. You want to be able to say, I'm suppressed, kill that f- goddamn guy. Well, then... Airstrike that... Spot that guy. Airstrike as, him. As awesome as it <coughs> sounds like to have this sort of system in place of suppression of, like... I think it sounds awesome. Literal bullet, like, you know, bullets going past your head is going to annoy you. That should be a real thing, even yeah. in the game. But it's not. it still doesn't matter in Battlefield, because it's like... A guy sitting there, stand, he has to be partially in the open to shoot, so he's just going to die at some point. You're not going to be suppressed for that long, because one of your other guys is going to walk up and shoot him. <laughs> it depends well, if your whole that. enemy team is there. If it's just one guy. <laughs> so if your whole enemy team is just sitting there laying down a continuous wall of no, fire, no, no. Yes, you I'm, might su- be <laughs> I'm saying the support, guy, the support guy suppresses them, and then the assault guys attack them. It's, it's tactics. It's, it's, I don't it's think it will, brothers in arms. I don't think it will ever happen for more than, like, two seconds. And then just someone will move up and kill someone. Well, no, I, I can't help but think that... It, I, I'm sort of on the side of the argument you put up there. I think it's almost a too-powerful thing. Defence is often easier than attack. 
yeah. in a lot of games. And it's like, well, you're giving defen- more defensive powers. Surely it's going to make attacking really, really hard. Maybe. I don't know. Just the way I play that, or the way I think you play that, unless, unless, unless it will work because being a suppressor is kind of boring. Just sitting there going, but yeah, there is that. But it's like I, I don't think there's any. The way most war games and Battlefield and Call of Duty is, though, it's like if your bullets aren't hitting someone, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I mean, yes, there's this whole idea of like you get points for suppression or whatever, do, yeah. so at least you're not <laughs> completely wasting your time just spraying bullets around. But it's not an in- you're not like. It's not an interesting thing to do. It's not you're not really aiming. There's not really any, it's less skilled. You're not really well. You have to decide when and where to do it. I suppose. Yeah, I guess. I think it's interesting. We'll see how they make it work. But I don't. I, don't, I think it's. I think it's cool. I just don't think it will matter. For, I don't think they'll. I don't think it will happen for a long enough time for it to matter. No, maybe it won't change the game enough for it to be important. Uh, the other thing I noticed was they have that. If you spot an enemy squad commander, he has a star appear. Oh yeah, I get highlighted. So you know it's an enemy commander or someone of rank. Squad leader. So you kill them because the advantage of killing squad leaders is you can't spawn. Mm. People spawn on squad leaders. Which I guess is... That's pretty useful, actually. Which I guess is... They should have just had a different model for it rather than a big highlight. Well, that too. Yeah. But I guess that's helpful to relieve one of the concerns I saw on the Battlefield 3 forums of, like spawn on anyone in your squad because that was apparently a big problem in like bad company right you could yeah. spawn on any squad member so if providing one of them was still alive the whole squad would just reappear that's no good so yeah. at least it's back to squad but then on it's the other hand good. the thing that i was thinking about that is like that's gonna be really annoying for me because i was always the squad leader and i was actually always the one who was sort of hanging back and not getting shot so much oh, <laughs> and then good. you guys would always spawn on me but now i will have to <laughs> it's like it's just reinforcing the fact that I want to stay out of the way more. No, but that's your playstyle. <laughs> that's fine. That's good for you. I bet me wonders if perhaps they should have enforced it um, a bit like how Broslayer does in in Halo Reach, where um, you can spawn on any member of your team in that. You know, I'm not advocating the spawn on any member part of this, but the fact that it was like you can't spawn because your teammate is in combat, more like the co-op mode. Yeah, I guess. If no, if you're in a if you're in a danger zone, maybe suppression or could suppress spawning. That would be good. That would be way cool. <laughs> That's a good idea. Because <laughs> I've been thinking about ideas for Battlefield that they're blatantly not doing, and I was thinking about the El Alamein problem the other day. Yeah. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if... I don't know how this would actually work, but say two t- two tanks uh, on either side att- attack each other in the desert, yeah. or three maybe, and there's a tank battle going on, right? Yeah. The game detects that there is a tank battle happening, it then says tank battle, and it spawns the, uh, spawns uh, uh, you uh, everyone else who's dying in tanks on opposite side of the battle, <laughs> and the battle becomes a big thing. And uh, and then you get more points for winning that battle than you would for just going off and finding a, a point that's no one's defending and taking it. Do you see what I mean? Because that, that's always the battlefield problem. It's like, oh, maybe I'll defend this point, or maybe I'll just go over to that point that needs taking. The but there's blatantly no enemy. Yeah, the back cap. Now that needs fixing that, and uh, or maybe there's one guy there who's camping it or something, or you go over there and you take it down, and then there's an instant artillery strike which you have to wait for because it happens every time. <laughs> yeah, Wouldn't it be cool if, like, oh shit, there's a tank battle happening here, make it big, or oh shit, there's a little infantry battling happening over this one street, make it big, you know, and then have these little battles within the overall game. Wouldn't that just be solved by locking back caps? Because then it forces you into those sort of like choke points. Yeah, but then you well, end up just going back problem... and forth over the same area of the map. Works for TF. Yeah, but not for Battlefield. It's a different game. Well, the problem with backcapping, 
because they sort of tried to fix back capping a bit in 20, uh, in the Northern Strike in 2142, where they had caps that were locked unless you'd caught, like, the three other caps at the front line, like on that Titan Assault level, uh, not the Titan Dockyards level, where you had to get all three of the Titan docks, and then it spawns oh, the big yeah. APC thing, and then you move further into the island. Yeah, yeah. They had sort of tried to start thinking about trying to avoid backcapping. Maybe they'll bring that thinking forward. Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> you'd hope so. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't think there's a problem with just locking out spawns that are too far behind. Yeah, so, so you but can't do it. Then, or, I mean, or that, that certain ginormous turrets appear if you've got like, <laughs> to, uh, like enough strength. So if, you, so if you move a few steps forward, maybe not one level back, but maybe two levels back becomes locked with giant, or maybe not locked, but really heavily defended. But then you can't. It stops cool things happening, like a strategic maneuver to take a helicopter and sneak behind enemy lines with an entire squad and take and completely change the dynamic of the battle thanks to the commander noticing. Something. I mean, yeah. maybe, but the problem I have is it often spread the fight too large. So you spend more. You spend more time moving than doing anything. That that is battlefield's exactly. key problem is yeah. that you spend more time moving than fighting. So that's why I'm saying if the game could detect where interesting things were happening and then put people there and then have them resolve. And uh, move yeah, to yeah, different but people, places. Players won't like that because it means it's forcing them into scenarios they don't want to be in. It, for well, instance, if you wanted to do your strange strategic maneuver, it's put you into the big combat zone, so you can't do your strategic. <laughs> and maneuver. I don't yeah. like being on the front line. <laughs> that was my playstyle. Yeah, I, I'd I never spawn at the forward so I'd spawn one further back, and then if I wanted to get in, if I was, I, I was always picking off the sneaky bangers and that kind of thing. Yeah. That was what I did. I guess you could ignore them if they were generated. Like, choose what you spawn. I don't know how it would work. It was just an idea. And anyway. speaking of putting people into situations would they don't highlight want. it as a, an extra spawn point. Rather than a sort of like a force, yeah, I mean, that yeah. makes sense. But with extra incentive, like points or something, for you to join uh, one <laughs> yeah, of these you get an adrenaline things. bonus if you spawn at this point. <laughs> yeah, because the game's detected that's an interesting point in the game. Maybe it's like an AI directly, maybe, maybe not of, like, but for points, but you get like a buff or something. Something, yeah, for the fight, and you yeah. get little commendations and awards for winning what the game detects as individual battles happening on the battlefield. Yeah, you know what? I just had an idea. You know how Killzone has. Um, the concept of rolling objectives. Yeah. Is Battlefield, with its large-scale maps, actually quite a good contender for something like that? Perhaps not in the sense of, like, the you know, the classic ones, like how Killzone has, oh, now just kill a certain amount of people, now just have, you know, cut the, the stupid sort of more arcadey ones out. But sort of roll the game from being, um, having unlocked points to locked points, like at certain periods of time, perhaps. So, so you go from an all-out, you can cap anywhere, at certain points, like, as you say, oh, there's an event happening. Right, at this point, everyone needs to focus on the event. Dynamically generated objectives. Yeah, like, kind of, yeah. So, like, cool. re- so rear capping suddenly becomes impossible because there's this big fight that everyone needs to pay attention to. Right. Or, like, something drops on... It Maybe it would make more sense for one of the future Battlefield games. Like, they could orbital drop some item of importance into the level and it's like, fight for this fucker! Yeah. And it's like... And then it forces the game to change throughout the level. I think that was quite be quite a good candidate for the Battlefield style of play. Yeah. Apart from when, if that happened, the downside would be if that happened while you're in the middle of a strategic manoeuvre. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, right, I've just walked half an hour to sneakily win the game. Oh, now I've got to walk half an hour to get to this fucking event. Yeah. It's the transitioning between those, those states is the problem. Still, I think it would could be quite entertaining. And what was the other... Oh, yeah, the other thing I want, that I wanted to say about mechanics-wise, so they were complaining about it on the forums again, was... Uh, the classic problem of Battlefield of like 
medics just running around resing everyone, even when it's in a really bad position. And like, oh, but they you, fixed that, didn't they? Yeah, supposedly they've done this weird system now where, like, once you go down, when you get resed, you have your pistol, like in yeah, you get resed into sort of a last stand kind of state, and then like that's cool. So you have your pistol, and like you still shoot stuff, and like. Maybe even move around to some extent, I'm not entirely sure. But, but then, then you, you can, can like, choose to, like, get up properly. I accept this res, <laughs> or, you, or can... you can say, no, I want to die and spawn somewhere else, right? Yeah, which is supposedly this weird system. That's cool, because I, I don't like the way... I like the idea of the, oh, you're on the ground and you only have your pistol thing in Call of Duty, but I don't like the way it happens immediately. Like, and I can't tell if someone's dead in Call of Duty, because I'm not experienced <laughs> enough. It's like, <laughs> I know, but they always, they always think they're down, and they always shoot me. And conversely, whenever I die in Call of Duty, I always think, oh, I'm dead, and I forget that I can still shoot for a bit. Yeah. If I haven't been shot in the head. Whereas with this, it'll be like, you're down, as soon as you kill someone, they're down... Well, provided you don't shoot them in the head and they're yeah, resident. You mean you don't, they, they don't have an immediate last no, stand? No, not immediately. Until they get rest. And then they can. And and while they're deciding whether or not to actually stand up. The trouble with that is, yeah. like, the problem they were trying... Well, the problem that people were complaining about that they were sort of trying to solve by that was to stop medics just running around resing people in the middle of the battle when they should be fighting off the enemies and then resing everyone. But that's still yeah. going to happen, because it's like, if you're not resing them, they're not in pistol mode, so they're yeah. not shooting at the enemies. Well, perhaps there should be a res time, as in the, the medic can do something to get the guys to begin getting up. So they like they go into last stand mode immediately after res, but then they have to survive for a certain period of time as a last stand, or get dragged off by the medic to somewhere safe where they can get fully resed. Mm. You know, so you can't just go, buzz, buzz, buzz. hello team. You have to go like, buzz, 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 and then they'll come back eventually, provided you've held them off for. Yeah, but that's still that's still the medics going for the res first. You could res and then have to drag them out of a dangerous area, for instance. So you could run to the middle of an area, get them alive so they can get their pistol out and start defending, while the medic then drags them out of the battlefield. I just sort of the visual of that looks pretty. <laughs> that looks, that would looks be cool. pretty cool. The thing is with this though is that as a medic in Battlefield Three, uh, you can't rely on assault classes to cover you while you're resing because you are an assault class and you, it's your responsibility to be fighting as yeah. well as resing. That's, that's the problem. It's like the problem <coughs> they're trying need... to solve was only caused because they compacted medic and assault into one cast. You kind of need so. support classes with you at that point to just be laying down some hell of fire. <gasps> yeah, suppress. Suppression! Yeah. Maybe this all works. Maybe there's an un- uncanny... Maybe they know what they're doing, guys, <laughs> after all these years. It's not yeah. going to solve the problem that people want them to solve. We shall see. Medics are still going to just run around and res everyone regardless of whether there's enemies there. Well, they're going to get I themselves the points. Yeah, me, I did that. <laughs> I was res mad. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> And like, then you can shot people with your paddles. And I was doing it properly. <laughs> I was fighting them off and then rezzing. Yes, all very good. Well, you probably got, <laughs> Go you. You probably got more points. Than... But the problem was is it's not encouraged because people would bleed out, wouldn't they? Yeah, but that... that I mean, yeah, that's the problem with the whole system overall. Maybe the player should have the choice of laying there as long as they want until they get rezzed. Or make the timer quite long. Yeah, I mean, that would help. Because, you know, the, the the death timer was quite short, and so if you didn't go to res them immediately, they'd be gone. Yeah, and also the difference between... between and also the, the, the old Battlefield UI didn't really make it completely clear when they were fully dead. 
you know, the difference of the UI between I'm still alive and can be rezzed and I'm dead. Well, I mean, now, now there'll be an actual animation, of course. You'll be able to you'll be able to tell that by whether they're ragdolled or whether they're still in an animation. Well, they should have just like a big <laughs> UI yeah, indicator would be good. Cool. Extra flashy. But re- uh, so really, in order to solve this problem, they should have they should have just straight ripped off Call of Duty. They should have just had a last stand mode that lasts for thirty seconds after you've been down, without having to have the medic have any involvement at that point. And you'd be oh. shooting your pistol around for thirty seconds. Or... Yeah, but then you can cancel out of it. Yeah, you can choose to die. Oh, can in last stand. Yeah. So they should have just ripped that off in total, <laughs> rather than when yeah, because last stand having two it in modern war in Black Ops lets you get rezzed by by people. So it's like if you're if you get last standard and survive, someone could come and help you. Mm. So it's like it's a slightly different system, but actually, to be fair, I kind of last stand. I, I always choose that because I prefer it over the other perks. But in in Black Ops, but it's still not much help <laughs> because everyone in Black Ops is a bastard. Like you could be sitting yeah. there going, "Resplers, I'm right here." Yeah. Like, dude, turn around and res me, you assholes. Because they just, they just don't. Just because they don't. They, they, that mechanic is quite obscure. It's not like one of the main classes of a medic. <laughs> you have a big indicator over someone. There's a UI indicator that pokes out over someone saying, uh, um, saying, saying, saying he can be rezzed, essentially. Well, it's not a massive indicator, but you know it's one of the Call of Duty little dots that appears when you see someone's corpse. If you get and res- even if, if you're on the voice and you're saying, res me. <laughs> or it, you know, actually, it's, that doesn't happen too much where people, if, when people have your backs to you and they haven't noticed you need to be resed, I can sort of understand that. When guys are walking past you and you're sitting there going, can I have a res, you know, with an indicator, does it that, act- that's just, ah, what's you're, the you're po- an asshole. What's the point? Um... It's so like, do you get points for resing yeah, the guy? Yeah, you, you... you get an experience thing. Because yeah. I mean, in Battlefield, it's all about the po- it's the point income of resing someone, and you're not losing the ticket because they don't fully die and knock off the ticket score. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. But yeah, there's there's an experience thing in, in, in Call <laughs> so of Duty. It, but is it more experience than would be saved by running towards the enemy further for two seconds rather than stopping to rest that guy? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's probably guaranteed points as opposed to dying. <laughs> I guess. So it's... I'm really excited for Battlefield 3, though. As long as they don't screw it up? Yeah, like, I don't know. I've, 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 got, I've cool. got my usual trepidation. It, because I kind of thought Bad Company would be good, and it's not what appealed at all. Yeah, well, this isn't Bad Company, it's proper Battlefield, so... But Battlefield, Bad Company's multiplayer was supposed to be proper Battlefield and wasn't. Not really. And this is taking from that, to some extent, supposedly. And Battlefield Modern Combat on the Xbox was supposed to be proper Battlefield for the (laughs) console. That one's more excuse because it was like the first console Battlefield. Yeah, and it was probably rubbish, (laughs) in fairness. It had some cool features, but it was actually quite bad. But I don't know. Battlefield is just one of those franchises that strikes me as risky, risky. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> I have I, I have more hope and more. I, I'm I'm more hyped about Frostbite than I am about the game. <laughs> really? <laughs> above it. What else are they going to do with it? Mirror's I, Edge. Or well, Need for Speed: The Run is being run using Frostbite. You're more excited about Need I'm, for Speed: The Run than Battlefield. No, I'm, 3. I'm more excited about the engine. <laughs> Right, because okay. it looks, I'll admit, it looks fucking amazing graphically. So I think the engine might be Dice's strong point out of all this. Even if Battlefield Three isn't as good as previous entries, then they've got something good coming out of it. Because Frostbite does look great. 
<laughs> you guys are cynical about that filter. Either. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I think it's gonna be cool. I'm only cynical because I just like them to just re-release Battlefield Two. But, but <laughs> I I want Battlefield Two, but with twenty one forty twos. I want twenty one forty three. You know, make, yeah. make, make a new one of those because that was my personal favorite. Not because of the future setting, but because the balance was so was really good. Yeah, I don't want them to change any of the mechanics. That's <laughs> that's why I'm cynical about Battlefield Three. Was really good. My biggest problem with Battlefield twenty one forty three was loading, unloading, connection issues, and the game was quite buggy. Um, it would crash a lot for me. Oh, right. This well, won't be buggy. This will be polished, I think. The amount of money they're spending on it. Final Fantasy fourteen, anyone? <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not Squeenix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're changing that much from Battlefield twenty one forty two. Really? They are. It's that bad company influence. Not that I've actually played bad yeah, company. Yeah, you don't even know how. Bad Although lots of people, lots of people in the IRC have what? played about various aspects of that. Snipers being a pain in the ass, and yeah, but they've nerfed the snipers. Yeah, supposedly. So that's okay. But they always say that they always they're always like we've nerfed the snipers, so now they have to stay more still. And every time they do that, they never do it enough. <laughs> well, I think they work quite well in TF2. Yeah, but that's a really weird, totally weird system where it's like you have to stand still for ages because it charges up your shot. Yeah, <laughs> I never liked that. I did. Well, it's good when I'm not being a good one. I'm not. I like it when I'm not a sniper. <laughs> I like when, when I'm a sniper. I don't too. like the charge. It's quite fun. The charge is irritating, or at least it shouldn't be quite so long. Oh, but I don't know. I don't know. As I say, I it's, it's, cool. it's one of those awkward balances things. But I'm a big fan of that implementation. Or even though it doesn't make sense in a real world no, it game, makes no sense. Well, it works perfectly fine. It works in, in tier two, but in in battlefield, it would be weird. Yeah, but still, the problem is it just means you're standing longer. Without doing anything. That's all it does. For the, not, for it's not all it does, though. It's there for a reason. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's just When you're playing a sniper, it's an enormous irritation more than anything else. As I say, playing against a sniper, it's great, because it means you can't just get body shot for tons and tons of fucking damage all the time. But it's... Uh, you know, when you're it, playing it, a sniper, it, it, it reduces sniper annoyance significantly as as a, as an against it. But playing as, it's just extra annoying. When you can as... still kill a heavy instantly with a headshot, even without the charge. So no, you can't. Not even close. It does 150 damage. The heavy has 300 health. Oh, okay, two headshots. <laughs> two if, quick, very quick. If you're a good sniper, you can do that. Not very much often. <laughs> it's difficult. And not if he's being healed at all. No, not if he's being healed. <laughs> no. if yeah, if you're, you're fucked in that scenario. It has to be a fully charged headshot. But then that's that's sort of why why that works in Team Fortress because it reduces the amount of twitch gameplay. You're lining up your shot during the time it's charging, yeah. and then when you take it, it is an instant kill. True. I mean, I find it irritating because of the counter snipe stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, that is because, the, because, because it means you're standing out in the open, and if you're focusing on or you know if you're focusing on taking down a target like a heavy, you're a complete counter snipe target. But then that balancing itself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Balancing each other. Each standing there on the opposite sides of two foot all day, shooting <laughs> each other like idiots. Oh. So, I don't yeah. Know. It makes them too vulnerable to everything else. <coughs> so, should we move on? Battlefield 3, I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Uh, what else we got to talk about? Nothing out of E3. Can We're I done. Just, shall I say those uh, little corrections from before E3? Oh, I thought, well, yeah, you were going through connections, corrections when we yeah. talked about Battlefield. I just wanted to say that. Not that it matters, but we were talking about Deus Ex Human Revolution and we are saying about the two-tier city uh, being Hong Kong and stuff and that we've yeah. been in Hong Kong in previous Deus Ex, it didn't have two tiers. Well, the, the, the answer is that it's not Hong Kong, it's Shanghai. 
in no. in, De- <laughs> in in Deus Ex Three that has two tears. So there's no Hong Kong in in Deus Ex Human Revolution. Or, or is there? Well, or is that? <laughs> yeah. And also, I was listening to a developer um, talking to the uh, PC Gamer guys, and they were talking about it being 30 years in the future and uh, how technology might have moved on and stuff, and that they were doing research and looking at stuff that was in prototype stage now that would be in the future, like those foldable screens that they have yeah, and stuff. And the guy literally said... Uh, okay, we don't really believe that there will be a massive two-tiered city in 30 years' time, but we just put that in because that's awesome. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> at least, yeah, at least you're aware that we're not going to be there. Even that. for some of the augmentation concepts, really, 30 years is... Well, it's all the mechanical augmentations. It's mm. not the nano stuff. Except for when it sort of is. <clears throat> Doesn't he still have the... He still has, like, the anti-projectile field or something, doesn't he? Don't know. Don't know what all the orgs are. Some and what he really has cool. that weird soft fall. Like, yeah, he does. Yeah. What's that if it's not now? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, but it's definitely supposed to be pre Deus Ex. Yeah, it's supposed it's to be like Gunter. His mechanical orgs. Or Anna Navarra. Yeah, but cooler. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and the PC Gamer goes to say like, you get a lot of conversation options at, at the start, which is like you can choose whether you're against augmentation or for it. It's like, oh, oh no, I've been forced. This mechanical arm has been forced on me, and it's all so terrible, and uh, mechanical augmentation is bad. Or you can just say, fuck yeah, I have an awesome robot arm. <laughs> he was just choosing that every time. Augmentations are sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. And that game's going to be cool, too. Black and gold. Oh, and that's how cool. it is Squeenix, after all. Well, it's it's not developed in Japan. It's made in Montreal. That was really disgusting no, when I was trying it's to... It's IDOS. It? Yeah, but let's... IDOS and Tomb Raider haven't exactly fallen in good stead recently. I suppose. And IDOS aren't even working on new Tomb Raider because of this, so it's like, I don't know. Well, the PC game... I, I would love excited. it to be good. I would love it to be good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I just... In the same vein as Battlefield 3, they've got history. <laughs> it's a... Uh, Cynicism to the max, but yeah. Well, they've got, they've got, you know, you got to be with those games these days, because there's... There's, there's not many franchises you can fully rely on anymore. Well, there's a lot of negativity on this gaming podcast, though. True. I'm, I mean, I'm like that, Ned. I'm a bit of a cynic. Like, oh, maybe, maybe it's because I've played a lot of games recently that haven't lived up to expectations. Maybe it's rubbing off. I'm having great fun in L.A. Noir, thinking this is the future and stuff, in, in many ways. Although, as I say, that's tempered by some issues and stuff. But yeah. it's just that it is... It is uh, it's almost more visionary than a lot of stuff I've seen at E3, you know? And <laughs> it's like I'm playing it right now. Well, I get, yeah, I think I'm getting cynical because a lot of the games I like aren't the ones that do well. Yeah, that's sad. When that happens, it's sad. You know, it's sitting right in front of us, so I can't help but not mention it. It's help but mention it, even. Oh, not again. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, but you like Taylor Reach, and that did all right. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, no, no. But this is precisely right, my it. point. There are a few franchises you can really rely on. Halo is one of them. Gears of War, so far, you know exactly right. where it's going. Halo is one of them, apart from Halo Wars. <laughs> well, no, uh, yeah. Apart from any developer other than Bungie yeah. doing Halo. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's pretty much a given. And it's like that, Which that, includes that the next sense. three Halo games. <laughs> 
for I Halo. wasn't mentioning those. Yeah, okay. I, I hadn't got But you're saying Halo is Because I, I said that in the last podcast, that I, there was trepidation because it's not Bungie. Yeah. But, you know, up till now, Halo has been one of those franchises you can say, fuck yeah, this is going to be amazing. Gears is the same. It's going to, fuck yeah, this is going to be Gears. I love every it's Grand Theft Auto. That's me. Call I... of Duty for the fans. I can imagine, yeah, that's pretty much something you can rely on. Fuck yeah, it's going to be Call of Duty. Same with Forza. Um, but there are quite a few out there which is like, no, Need for Speed is a good one. Franchise has been around for a long time. Incredibly up-down. Um, Deus Ex and IDOS and Tomb Raider all fall into that category of being, it could be shit, it could be great. Yeah, and it's that's that's a bit unfortunate. Um, Squeenix uh, with with their own games fall into that category quite badly. Personally, Nintendo are now in that category because they don't do enough to change it. What about Bioware in the Mass Effect series? That's dependable. Bi- Bioware as a company? No, okay, but no, Bioware as a company. Yeah, they're a bit flaky. Well, they, you haven't they, played a lot but... of their other games, I wouldn't say. Have you? No, that's true. I haven't played them myself, yeah. but they get a bad rep from time to time. But Mass Effect is a series. Yeah, you pretty much know that's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Mass Effect 3 is going to be great. We didn't learn anything from E3 about it, and I don't really <laughs> mind. No. Because it's going to be great. Sonic. <laughs> you know that's not going to be great. Most, well, you know it's well now that now it's in the flux. Before we could have pretty much guaranteed it was going to be shit, but now it's you're thinking about now. now will generations in, be good? Will it be yeah, like Sonic Covers, or will now, it be terrible? Now, now it's in the flux. We just don't know. So that's interesting. Let's, let's stop going through franchises. I mean, there's probably quite a few. Yeah, but you, know, but you know what I mean. Yeah, the, 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 there's, I'm just trying to back up my point here. That yeah, that IDOS and are one of those iffy developers. Well, that's another one I'm dead excited about. I can't say I'm as I am more. I have more, as you say, trepidation about Deus Ex Three than I do about Battlefield Three because uh, Deus Ex Two was not good, and um, more it's been a long time. And it's more important for Deus Ex because it's story and yeah. RPG. It's a lot more complicated than just a first-person shooter. I was about to say, yeah. what what was the back? I mean, who did not happen with Deus Ex Two? I don't know what happened with that. I think it was part of the original team, wasn't it? But Iron, it was Ironstorm originally, wasn't it? But yeah. it was part, it was Ironstorm Austin or something, wasn't it? Or something, or it wasn't John Romero's lot doing Deus Ex. It was Warren Spector, right? Or... Yeah, something happened. Warren, am I saying the right name? I can't remember. Yeah, it's Warren Spector. I get confused with Warren Ellis, the uh, comic <laughs> writer. writer who did the uh, story for Hostile Waters. <laughs> yeah, is a question. Did we see much of Rage? At E3, I mean, it came up in a trailer. There was, a, I did see a short, a, I caught a little bit of a demo between one of the conferences on that live stream. There was someone doing a demo of it, which was pretty funny because he was like, uh, he said something stupid like, "It's not just a first-person shooter, and we don't want, we don't want it to be just going through corridors or whatever." And the entire demo was just walk forwards until you get to Slendery, shoot them, then look for the power source for this gate, shoot that. Gate goes down, and oh look, there's another gate. <laughs> it's like the same thing over and over as he was saying this. Collect the blue key for the blue door. Yeah, exactly. They make a joke about that in Duke Nukem. I'm sure they do. <laughs> right at the start, it's like, you need the red key card. I don't need no fucking key card. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, uh, we could probably talk about that. I've seen the first half an hour of Duke Nukem forever, and I think, I think a lot of the reviews that are out about it, which basically slam it, kind of miss the point. It's, it's like a bit of me can't help but think it's supposed to be cheesy and backwards and yeah. a bit 
crap in places. I, I think they're expecting more than what it is. Like mm. the expectation is a lot higher than what they got. Because I can't help but think, well, it's just going to be a bit like Serious Sam in a lot of ways, but without perhaps some of the the game focus on mass hordes the entire time. Yeah, but with just you know comedy, self referential, and sort of be a bit satirical against the FPS genre. And from what I've seen so far, it does exactly that. It's like it's not breaking any boundaries. The gameplay isn't amazing. In fact, you know, the, the from what I've seen, actually, it looks a bit. The combat looks a bit shit. But I probably wouldn't play it for that. I'd play it for the comedy value and the um, just the sheer, <laughs> you know, the epicness of it. I still think that it's got a big problem called Bulletstorm at current in the current market. Wouldn't you agree? It's not looking for a market. It's, it's just like people from ten years ago who want to see what the fuck's going on. That's that's its own market. That's There's nothing, no competition in that market. I suppose. I just think if you want comedy, ridiculous, over the top FPS with satirical elements, well, true. But Duke Nukem can reference itself. That's and, and it does a lot. Okay, and it's uh, it's pretty funny. Like at the start of the game is basically Duke playing. Duke Nukem forever, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a bad time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, are you, are you having a good game, Duke? After twelve fucking years, <laughs> I don't expect so. That's <laughs> pretty cool. And there's a pool table which you can knock the balls about on, like in Deus Ex. <laughs> I wonder if they'll put that in Deus Ex. You Duke Nukem did it first, man. Um, <laughs> just making the point there. Yeah. Fair enough. Tell you what would be cool for an awesome... This is just a totally random thought, but I'll tell you what would be cool for an awesome futuristic pool table would be like a pool sphere where all the balls are on the inside of the sphere and then you have to get them into holes that make the balls come out of the sphere. What would stop them from falling to the bottom? It's a hologram. Oh. Wom, wom. And you're like... And they're like... Wee! <laughs> and they've orbit around the inside of the sphere. I think I have seen pool tables on YouTube where the surface is a screen and they have ripples and stuff. Oh, cool! When the when the balls go across them, that's kind of that'd cool. be cooler if you could make ripples to shove balls around as well. That's that's pretty neat, actually. Yeah, it's just a flat screen. It's not like tactile. It's <laughs> yeah. not, it doesn't move the. I'd surface. be a bit afraid of breaking it, but presumably they could put like a heavy, fixed surface on it. Screen, yeah. Glass. Yeah, and, I think the players would probably be a bit worried that it wouldn't have the. Oh yeah, because it'd have friction. Because like otherwise yeah. you just go. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be disastrous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was an actual screen because thinking about it, you could just project with a projector onto from, uh, from, from above, above. Mm. or you could do it from below. Maybe it was being done from below, projected onto a special felt. Yeah, so, so if you were if you were cheap, you'd just get like white felt pool table and then just have a projector above it. it. It yeah. would have to have been done. Yeah, it's probably done above because I've seen pool assistants. Uh, computers that d- uh, work with a projection from above. So you yeah. lean onto the table with your cue, and then it gives you like uh, pool dotted game line. style dotted <laughs> lines, so you can see predicted yeah. bounces. And but it wouldn't look as cool because you, then you'd get a little pool of shadow around each ball pool. where it can't project onto. You know, and maybe then... unless it knows where they are and then doesn't project and then projects black. Yeah, but even if it did, you'd spots. still get. You wouldn't be able to see the ripples underneath the balls. You'd have a sort of. A small circular patch your view underneath is the not directly from above. as they move. Yeah, but it would be small. That's true. Anyway, anyway, Stu, that was a random <laughs> off. Like it's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. It makes no difference at all. It just looks awesome. I haven't got any other corrections. I don't think I bought something on Xbox Live Arcade <gasps> called the Rockstar Pass. Oh. 
okay. Now, um, so we were already talking about how cool it would be if you could buy like a season ticket to an L.A. Noire Ooh, episodes. is this what this is? Pretty much, as, uh, uh, the thing is, I saw it and I immediately bought it because it was half price or something. And I thought, <laughs> well, then, whatever the hell this is, I'm buying it because I love L.A. Noire. And it wasn't very expensive, but it did give me access to all the DLC so far and presumably in the future. I don't know how far it goes, but oh. there have been, because what it's given me so far is new cases that integrate into the game Although they don't, presumably they don't matter with the overarching story. Mm. But I think they're mostly pre-order bonuses so far. So I just have all the pre-order bonuses at this point. But there will be new cases coming out. When you say integrated in the game, do you have to play them at certain parts of the game? Or are they like accessible at any time? Because I noticed that a few of the DLC ones are, are based on a certain desk. Yeah, they are. So they're based on a desk, and if you play through the story, then they add them in to the flow. But you can go to the cases menu and just play them at any time. Oh, okay. The thing is, I'm not sure if there was a case that was in a later desk like Arson, whether you could play it until you would got to Arson. I don't know about that. Mm. Uh, no, no, that, that wouldn't matter. That, 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 that would be fine. fine. That, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but you might not be able to play it immediately if you bought it. But anyway, the, uh, anyway, I just think it's cool that they get exactly what we were talking about. They've pretty much done. And it wasn't expensive. Cool. And uh, so that's cool. But yeah. wasn't that what... When you say not expensive, are we talking like... Can't, it was like 800 points. Uh, yeah, no, I heard about this. It goes up in price yeah, soon. It does. Yeah, so I got it straight away. I was yeah. like, I'm in there. Cause I Admittedly, think... it only goes up to 960, which isn't a crazy hike. Yeah, but... that's a reasonable price. But uh, yeah, I was like, yes. Go for it. Isn't that what they were all going on about that Call of Duty Elite thing? That's different though, isn't it? That's I don't know. It's still, it's, there's no like, charge for Call of Duty Elite. It's it's basically, do you know when Halo 2 came out and Bungie launched the amazing website at the time that went with it? Yeah. It's that. It's Bungie stats, but for Call of Duty. I'm fairly sure it's paid. No, it's not. Because everyone's going on about it, how, how it's costing. How That was the thing that... Oh, no, wait. It's because cause yeah. they were, the EA in Battlefield were saying, we don't make you pay for stats. Yeah. But I think they've got it wrong as well. Yeah, no, it's it's not a paid-for service. But there is some something to do with Call of Duty that also came out recently that is paid. That is paid. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what's going on with that. I might have to look into that, make sure we know what's happening. Uh, for, for now, I think we can safely say that Activision are sticking by what they've told us. Yeah. Um, it appears to just be a stat site. There's been, there's been no demonstration of Call of Duty Elite as a game in any way, shape or form. It's not yeah. Right, it's not it's not a game, but it it's it's knowing what it is as a service. Is it like Halo yeah. Waypoint? Is it like Bungie.net? Is it you know Let's hope it forces um Bungie Pro to not exist anymore. Because I always thought that was a stupid idea, making you pay for extra storage slots on your Bungie cloud or and, and the ability to export videos to WMV as like I have to pay for that shit. Well the extra slots make sense to have to I don't pay for pay. Why? Why? Because they have to pay for servers to store this shit on. I doubt most Halo players take up that. These things can't take up much space. Yeah. Well, think of like... I have six slots. Six. That's six JPEGs or six collections of a few meg of my favourite bits. It's like... It's not an epic amount of space. Considering the bandwidth they're using to enable you to connect to other users in their matchmaking service. Presumably, yeah. Must be reasonable. Different servers. Yeah. And besides, true. Bungie must be made of money. All the Microsoft, <laughs> mean they want to give it away. Microsoft servers, you know. It's a it's... shame we didn't hear anything about their clearly awesome game they're creating. The whatever it is, MMO, yeah. FPS they're doing. That would be so good. I don't even know what the planet fuck... side might be Bungie. That'd be sweet. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> on that's... console, 
Freaking hell. No, not on console. It will be, though. Yeah, but... It's Bungie. They play fan side on console. Oh, yeah, but Bungie aren't connected to Microsoft anymore, are they? So they could go back to PC. Yeah, but that's not mass market, is it? Like it was. Even Battlefield 3's coming out on all the consoles. <coughs> Including the Wii U. It's going to be better on PC. Yes, naturally. And this probably... That'd be good if it did come out on PC, though. Well, yeah. So I don't think they'd restrict themselves yeah. if, they, if they didn't want to. <laughs> like eat you from dust. Quite nice. Oh, it, yeah, I still don't understand that. We talk, we, I know we talked about it. That before, game's not going to be that but I still haven't. I don't I, think anyone's going to miss out. I, I had a thought about it. I had a discussion with an Eve fan at work. He doesn't get it either. It's <laughs> it's just... I don't think it's going to work purely because they've marked... They, they, you know, they're targeting the wrong bit. <laughs> you mean they're trying not to target the people they already targeted? Yeah, and that's wrong because <laughs> no one else cares about Eve. It's kind of wrong. Hmm. I don't know. I'm sure if they had, if they had, if in some alternate universe they decided not to make any console versions and just make it a PC game, there would be probably an equal number of people on the forums whining about how they're just trying to take more money off them. <laughs> <laughs> Out of interest, what else did we not see at E3 that you were kind of... Anything Valve. Yeah. Because they true. weren't there. Well, yeah, Valve never really do E3, do they? Yeah, they have done in the past, haven't they? Yeah. Maybe they not used so to much do. recently. Yeah. When you know again, they haven't released any not, games. Not so I suppose, much I suppose they've had their big release of the year. They used to do awesome videos of Half-Life 2 before that was going to come out. That was all at E3, wasn't it? I seem to remember. Yeah, those tech Those things. great looking videos. And then mm. the source code got got leaked and everything went horribly wrong. Uh, but they pulled Maybe out. that's why they don't do it anymore. Maybe, I don't know. So, yeah. As, as Eddie Zard would say. How much time we got? Uh, a bit. Half an hour or something. No, less than that. Yeah. Oh, damn. I wanted to fit in the portal thing. Well, you probably can, because honestly, you're not going to play that. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've played it, so it's almost like I can't remember what I wanted to talk about now. Okay. (laughs) I was was, going to say that there's not been so much weird shit. I mean, one of the joystick editors was saying he goes to E3, yeah, to enjoy the big titles, but there's always a certain amount of wonderment when he sees some seriously weird shit on the side. And even we've not seen the coverage for it, but there's not really been any of it. Oh yes, I don't know. You know, because it's, it's just as much of an alternative for the Japanese to bring out their crazy. The Bombcast told him a fairly epic story about about something weird, but I don't, I don't want to just relay their exact story yeah, again. Yeah. I did see <laughs> something know. about um, Picture to Life or something. I can't remember what it was called. Um, there was some weird little game on the DS that had you um, putting together like uh, the mechanics of a creature and oh yeah, out, and then it became sort of like Animal Crossing in 2D or something, but with your own fucked up avatar. <laughs> I quite like <laughs> the. I, th- I don't. What was the fighting game on the Wii U where you could draw little eyebrows on the guy and stuff? That was quite <laughs> a fun use of yeah. the touchscreen on the on the. Yeah, Wii that was pretty random. It's like, oh look, here comes Tekken with angry with eyebrows crazy <laughs> shit, uh, that you could draw. I mean, that has quite a lot of potential in the Wii U for. I mean, if you imagine Forza, for Forza, you could draw on the cars literally without having to do it all with sticks. Or little little big planet, you could use the touch screen to create your levels, mm. and it'd be on the big screen. Yeah, I suppose quite we nice. didn't see any new Child of Eden stuff either. No, no. I suppose that's, there's that's not much. To, out now, there's probably it? not much to show, to be honest. <laughs> we, we all know what it will be. It's practically going to be released soon, isn't it? I think. Um, that's a little bit Is out of the way. Big? It's like a month, two two or three months away. I think. Really, I thought it was what, this month. August, Jesus, I thought it was like. Next I week thought it was perhaps like, July earlier. No one releases anything in the summer. I mean, that's the problem. 
Look it up. Anyway, yeah, I, th I thought it was relatively soon, but not as soon as that. Yeah. Summer Arcade is the next thing because no, it's like these are these are pretty much the last releases now happening, and then it's summer. Yeah, but they've said the uh, they haven't really pushed many of the the um, um, Summer Arcade dates, stuff. Yeah. Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, Child of Eden, EU, June seventeenth. So that's in a week. Oh, really? I'm surprised they didn't push that more. Get it out of the way before Summer Arcade. Yeah. It's out next week. Be ready to buy. <laughs> sort of like, I'm weirdly you can't miss it, unlike Res. Not that that's ever come up, so you, you can't miss that either. Res HD. Oh, no, now, I've got, I'm, I'm, now that's worried me, because I was hoping it was... A bit of me was actually hoping it was later. You've got I, a backlog. I don't want to buy a Connect right now. Ah. I want to buy, it, I want to buy it later in the year, when oh, the no. dashboard drop happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I've got a dilemma now. Oh, Long. fuckers. You releasing early, <laughs> bit bastard. Can we do the Portal Two thing? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm in space. Thanks for joining us for E3 special. Uh, stop listening now if you don't want any Portal Two spoilers. But God damn it, you should have finished. Warning! That anyway warning! Warning! Right. Oh, actually, I've, I've made space for this. Sweet. What you actually accidentally made a long recording? Yeah, we've got 23 minutes. Cool. Okay. okay. Do you want to start? I don't know. What is there to talk about? I, well, I started with the field thing, and that might be the last thing to talk about, but... I'm in space! Do you know what I'm talking about? The field thing. So, what I, the first thing I was saying to Zach was... Okay, so, hang on, so... So, the original game... Oh, right, the that half, field. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> like, a field... The field at the very end. The field the at the end. So, I'm like, okay, so where does this fall in the Half-Life universe? It's kind of the key... Thing that we uh, everyone wants to know, isn't it? It falls nine 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 nine, 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 nine years. years. So we don't know how many <laughs> years that really is. Say, <laughs> There's some kind of Stack Overflow on their yeah. um, on their uh, nine, nine, time nine. processor. So more than two hundred fifty-six. Because <laughs> obviously, Aperture wouldn't go above two hundred fifty-six. You think they'd have eight-bit time? <laughs> they would definitely, because they'd have invented it in the fifties and not changed it because they ran out of money in the seventies, right? <laughs> As is evidence. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so, so that's 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 that solved. <laughs> I guess we know some <laughs> proof. More than two hundred fifty-six years. So the point is, okay. So the first one, although the room looks pretty good for two hundred fifty-six. Yeah, years. that's the thing. It I don't looks, know. Well, it considering okay. it hasn't, it hasn't had anyone living in it really. Hmm. It's not like you've been walking around in there. You haven't worn away the well, carpet. No, but it doesn't look. I suppose it's pretty skanky. But you know, is it two hundred years skanky? I'm not sure. Well, it depends what kind of skank it's accumulating, because it's sealed in a chamber in this big open, whatever the fuck that storage area is. Yeah. Rotting, I suppose. So, Microsoft is, so, Portal 1, is that set before or after Half-Life 1? I always thought after, because I thought that, okay, the Combine have destroyed the world, that's why there's no one, oh, and, and, uh, and GLaDOS has killed everyone in Aperture Science. That's why no one's around, except you. So it's kind of post-apocalyptic, except you're the only one there. That's what I always imagined. Well, it's got to happen. Yeah, it's probably got to have happened after that because there's no one coming to save you. But it can't be long after because you've got all those slides and stuff about Black Mesa. So they're obviously. But then happening... those could have been those could have been there for however long you want because it's just a projector running in an office. Yeah, it's just pl being plugged in and left on. Unless this was, this whole facility is on like an island somewhere, and GLaDOS killed everyone. No, they? but they now, couldn't, like, do a, a now we know where it is. We know where it is because oh, it says we? in Portal Two. It's I can't remember what state, but it's in 
it's in an Ohio, it's Ohio salt mine. Yeah, that's what they mine. say. Okay, the thing about the salt mine is, I don't care how big your salt mine is, it's not that deep <laughs> and hugely, <laughs> massively expansive. I mean, that goes well, down so low that you would be in the molten core of the yeah, bloody it's planet. It's only like 3,000 feet. Is it? Yeah, because you fall down the shaft and there's literal numbers on the wall. Oh, I mean, when you climb back up the elevator, okay. it has... I'm pretty sure it would start to get warm when you got that far bloody down. Well, yeah. yeah. That's why they have ventilation in mines. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. It just seems so ridiculously huge to have tunnelled out at all, even if you're mining. Yeah, so I imagine the original <laughs> mine wasn't as huge and open as that. Yeah. Although then again, because it's a salt... Cause started at the bottom. Because it's a salt mine, one of the ways you salt mine salt is just to pump water in it and then suck the water back out. So That's that can true. leave large caverns. And then get the salt back out of the salt. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Maybe they did it that way, but I always imagined it salt miners in those... Because salt mines are those ones that are so big and open underground that they drive trucks, trucks around. Them, yeah. so, mm. Rather than coal mines where the seams are really sh- small thin. or thin. Yeah. But anyway, even so, it's just completely crazy that that huge underground space is there and they started in the 1960s at the bottom, at of, the it. bottom of it. That doesn't That's just sense. absolutely crazy. But anyway, what I was saying about the time period is, okay, so say that's around the same time as Half-Life 1 or whatever, yeah. and then this is X many years later, yeah. and then the problem with the field is, okay, you get to the top at the end and there's a well-tended agricultural <laughs> field which is clearly made by human beings. Now, what's happened... Does that mean that uh, uh, Gordon Freeman, as you say, has defeated the Combine Menace and everyone's fine and and making Apart. farming again? And the farmer didn't think to sort out this weird shack in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. is a bit weird as well, of course. Well, that's kind Although of... Although he probably knows better than to touch it. It's probably some uh, aperture, like... There's probably robots that go and beat you up if you try and fuck with their shit. <laughs> It'll probably come down to Aperture brought the Combine or something. One of their portals opened, opened, like they fired it into the sky or something and opened a portal on an alien planet and they fell through and it's like, oh, invasion. <laughs> what, they made the portal to Zen accidentally yeah, yeah, or maybe. something? Yeah. Or maybe the... But the original portal was... The original Portal of the Zen was a Half-Life thing, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It yeah. was research before Half-Life 1. It was those green portals from yeah. Half-Life that you could go through. Uh, Orbs rather than holes. things, Teleporters. Yeah. <laughs> Teleporters, yeah. So, so that's that. So the only clue you've got is that empty dock, which doesn't tell you anything other than the Borealis was at Aperture Science in the that six, facility. 70s. Yeah, and it was that very facility that it was at, even though it was underground. And there's a ship underground in a dock for no reason, as you were saying. How yeah. did it get there? They must have teleported it down there from yeah. an actual dock on the sea at sea level, right? Or, or could they have built it there? Yeah. Why would you build a ship underground in order to teleport it out? And why, why would, would you, you have... build a 3,000 foot shaft to put... Yeah, like... <laughs> it made, none of it makes any yeah. sense. So, yeah. Um, I think it's more more likely that they were crazy enough to just teleport a ship in there rather than crazy enough to build a ship. Building stuff isn't the amateur way in that kind of respect. I don't know, he's going to burn your house down with lemons. <laughs> yeah. So That was really disappointing. Cave Johnson is not a guy. That just sucks. But he mean? is a guy. He was a real guy. No, I know, but like I mean, and because I thought... he was a real guy, it's like now there's no way he can ever come back ever again. Yeah, I really hope that, that, that he only they... appeared in that one bit. But he can come back because they transferred Caroline into... Yeah, they didn't transfer him because he died too soon. Yeah, but they have so many did personality they? cores with the cake. Maybe one of them is Cave Johnson. Maybe they did save him. Who knows? No, but he was like, if if I die first, yeah, she has to take my robot. That's what she said. That's what he said. She has to run the place. But so maybe... he must have died and then they transferred her because that was the condition. Or maybe some yeah. of GLaDOS's tests are... Uh, you know, uh, subconsciously to bring him back somehow. 
But you never know. Maybe he got scanned and something could... went wrong with the process and it's created an evil robot Cave Johnson. Well, there could the be future. a mysterious robot love story in Portal 3. It doesn't matter because not, there's not going to be a Portal 3. No. And if there is, it's not going to be anything to do with that aperture facility. Yeah, it's true. So what else can we talk about? Uh, I wanted, to, I wanted to mention how I thought it would be better do if you really they... think they're not going to do more? They might, but not I don't think they can tie it back to that story. I There's... think that story is tied up. There's a meme on Reddit that says that Valve can't count to three. <laughs> Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2, Half-Life Episode 1, Half-Life Episode 2, Left 4 Dead 1, Left 4 Dead 2, <laughs> Portal 1, Portal 2, uh, uh, Team Fortress 1, Team Fortress 2. Oh, we're stuck. We can't get the three. <laughs> Shit, what are we going to do? New IP. Yeah. There's, you know, I think one of the other things I wanted to mention was like how I thought it would be better if they'd done, a ge- done the gels in a different order. Because I thought it was weird that the last one was the white gel. Right. Because you'd think that, like... Well, this... The white gel is the most freeform of the lot, though, is the problem. Well, I mean, yeah, from a gameplay. But in, in story-wise, it's like, it would have made more sense if that had come first, like they were discovering this convenient thing that they could use to paint portable surfaces everywhere. Possibly. Because everywhere else where there is a portable service that's not in a test chamber, it's just like white paint painted on a wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that should have come first. When they invented the portal gun, they should have been like, well, these portal services we're using are okay, but we need a better one. Let's use moon dust. And then, oh, look, it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would have made more sense, I think, at the start. But the problem is that white stuff made for some of the hardest puzzles. Yeah. Uh, so sort of. in terms of... Well, I, I the, that's probably the one I got stuck on the longest, was the one with the... <coughs> room of white yeah but stuff. that's because that that was exactly the problem of it is that it's not a puzzle as such i mean it is a puzzle but it's it's not a one solution puzzle and that's the whole problem with portal it's like there's there's that is like an example of both of the extremes in portal 2 where they should have been going through the middle it's like the normal puzzles in portal 2 are too linear there's like so little places you can shoot portal but then once you have the freedom to put portals anywhere, it gets too complicated. Yeah, because... And it's like they weren't walking the middle route like they had in Portal 1. <laughs> it took me ages to figure out that you had to go between the two posts towers. towers. Yeah. Uh, I must have been there for 10 minutes or something, just spraying the whole place white for no reason. Yeah. I knew that I knew that uh, if I just sprayed everything white, that wasn't going to get me anywhere, because I knew that Portal was clever enough to have some clever solution, but I just couldn't think what it was. Well, I could see, I could see, like, it, that sloping bit is yeah, obvious. Yeah, that sloping bit was obvious. And that... I was like, well, maybe I can just, like, gravitationally accelerate myself somehow. Yeah. But I didn't, I, for ages, I didn't see that at the top of that tower there was a platform you could stand on. Yeah, exactly. Because you're focusing on that big platform that the, that the, 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 the angled bit points to. to. Yeah. yeah. And there's no way up there, and there's no way you can get any height for any kind of fall, yeah. other than using those towers. Because I was trying to like refling myself through it by like jumping through it and then going like like in a loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The double throw from the original. Yeah. you don't really use that much into. You don't use it at all. Are they no? You don't, you don't have to. I don't think you don't think you have to. Use Are there it no like double throws? No, I don't think you do go through twice. I think that's for the consoles, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun in the first game, and quite hard to do because I'd always. Point slightly, yeah. Head <laughs> or um, yeah, because the 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 new version of that is going through your portal and up, and then replacing the other target, the portal, so that when you that's not really through, the same thing, though, of course. Yeah, but it's a similar concept, isn't it? Yeah, so it's the closest you get to repositioning mid move. Because now they've got the boost pads or the jump pad things. That's yeah. the thing that gives you momentum. Yeah. As in addition to normal falls. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, so the ending was awesome with the moon that was sweet and that was the thing that I was talking about when I couldn't talk about it where it was like I subconsciously just clicked and shot at the moon without thinking without thinking about it, it like, oh man it totally ties into all that moon shit when he was talking about the moon yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah that was the thing. I got it first time I didn't like have to think about oh what the fuck do I do here it's just obvious well yeah and there's that big glimmer isn't there yeah it's, it's kind of really telegraphed that that's what you need to do I discovered the second time around with the developer commentary that you get a lot of Wheatley kind of talking about yeah if you don't your stupid human moon or something like that (laughs) it kind of hints very heavily Mm. and also the last commentary node which I had trouble hitting because it's right next to all the explosives that Wheatley you can actually shoot it through the grate you can well not shoot it you know activate it through the grate but I didn't realise so I was trying to get close to it and press it and I missed it the first time I was really annoyed anyway but it says that um, because I was talking to you about how I was uh, no I was talking to you because we're playing the co-op Rob and uh, I was shooting the the portal and looking how fast does the portal gun actually fire the portal projectile Mm -hmm. and I was thinking oh okay so the thing seems to move slowly but the portal appears instantly but it can't move faster than light because of the laws of physics. Not the portal of the laws of physics, but yeah. Anyway, so presumably if you shoot at the moon, it should take 1.7 seconds before the portal appears. And the, the and it doesn't. It just goes ding! Whereas the developed commentary says, yeah, we know it should have taken 1.7 seconds and we wanted to do that, but when we play-tested it... <laughs> I don't think it does. I don't think it doesn't not take that long. Well, no, it's like, it's they, go, they go to slow-mo. Well, yeah, happens, but... Yeah. Even if it wasn't slow-motion, I don't think it was... Just to go ding and yeah, then have you, the portal. But you could shoot at it and then think, oh, nothing's happened, and look around, and then you'd be For confused. For one second. <laughs> yeah, nearly two seconds. That might be enough to fire. fire a different portal somewhere else. And yeah, cancel it out. exactly. So I don't know. Can you refire while the projectile is still in the air? Well, you don't know because at no other time are you firing off the game, isn't it? And no other time are you firing off over such a large distance that the speed of light would actually matter. Yeah, so they could have just made it lock it. Whereas it's basically you, a sequence anyway. <laughs> yeah. If you were firing a portal to Zen, you'd have to f- aim very accurately and it would take years <laughs> until it appeared. Or you Maybe that's why it. they didn't know what the fuck was going on when it happened. <laughs> it's just like, just portal open, if that's the theory. Like, the aperture just go, oh shit, aliens, where the fuck did they come from? It's like, yeah. do you remember that experiment we did? But that also explains why all the test chains are underground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Because if you accidentally fired a portal that didn't hit anything, you just went into space and missed the moon. Yeah. Hundreds <laughs> of years later, oh shit. <laughs> you'd be in real trouble. Well, yeah, suddenly get a vacuum portal appear in the middle of your facility. Oh shit! <laughs> Or they'd have to build a special chamber and put the other sort of portal in there just for the one day when the vacuum happens. Yeah, assuming that it locks the portal gun so it can't recreate that portal whilst it's in transit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they'd, yeah, and even if it did, they'd have to build a special chamber around that tiny bit of land somehow. <laughs> what happens if... Does portal, never, does portal ever um, investigate the possibility of what happens if you make a portal on a moving object? They just disappear, don't they? Yeah, they do. If you're on a portal, if you've got a portal on the surface that moves, and it moves. fizzles. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to, you'd have to be incredibly careful then while building the thing, otherwise you'd... Oh, no, no, that's just it, wouldn't you? Don't you, you could, if they were in that scenario where they fired a portal into deep space and it's like, oh fuck, what's going to happen here? Um, they could just move the other portal slightly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, uh, but it's fizzle. not the matter of the other portal that's the problem. It's that portal that's travelling through space has basically disabled this portal gun. Yeah, but they could, <laughs> they could like collapse the other portal before it reached, and then there would yeah. be, then there'd be no. There wouldn't be any problem. You'd just have this portal gun here, which is which would just have like a sticky note on it that says, "Do not ever open the other portal." <laughs> we could like just destroy it, <laughs> or can you? 
The trouble is that <laughs> none of that would work because motion is all relative. There's no such thing as stationary. I mean, you well, may no, think true. that looks stationary, that 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 wall or whatever, but obviously it's Probably. spinning round the round the sun at yeah, millions of miles an hour. <laughs> And also the Earth is rotating, so it's also spinning laterally. Oh, there was another might have been something to do with the relativity of the two portals, though. That might be something key to the science of it. Or the relative speeds of them. Yeah, maybe. Science. (laughs) And that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. I remembered another thing that was weird about that field at the end. Yeah. Um, When when you go up there into this field and it's like wheat or whatever. Yeah. It's generic... Yellow stalks. Yeah. It's grain. Thing. It's um American farmland. What, what's yeah. it called? The dust. Yeah, the, the bread basket bread of basket, America. Yeah. yeah. So you, you see that, but then earlier in the uh, or early in the game, when you're going through the broken chest chambers that ha- that have collapsed roofs, that is clearly not gone. No, it's green. I I thought the first time I saw that potato growing out, I of thought that yeah, thing, potato. I thought there'd be potatoes everywhere. And then I, I assumed when you got up to the top, it'd be a potato field because. Yeah. Be- not because, because it wouldn't have been agricultured, so potatoes would have just would overtaken. Have grown, yeah. But no, it's clearly Unless not. we're some distance from the potato town. There's probably other things farmed in that area. Maybe. If, it, if it's a farming town. Also, is it possible for that kind of wheat to grow naturally? For instance, if there, there was like... Not a, like not, that. Not without it any wheat very in managed. It. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if it was like a... Like a Apocalyptic event, apocalyptic event happened that for some reason left the shack still standing but trashed the rest of the land apart from like a single wheat plant somewhere it would not look like that there I think it's wheat, possible other plants within it if it, you're considering hundreds of years that was all evenly planted I know you only see it for a few seconds but it's evenly planted all the same height and in rows I think you could almost see I don't know about rows but definitely it's like no other plants in there at all yeah mm. no mix like you find in nature of Oh, unless it is still in combine land, you know, and this is just the combine farm. The combine don't grow food, though, on uh, Earth. I tell you what would be cool, if they had combine combines. Now yeah. that would be awesome. Combine. <laughs> I've got a friend who combine harvester. Combine combine harvester. <laughs> it's my combine combine harvester. Well, because we don't actually know what the fuck the combine do for nutrition. No. Well, apparently, judging by the human stalkers, they have virtually all their internal organs removed anyway, so it must be intravenous somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we don't even know what the guys, the normal population, eat in Half-Life 2, do we? Or no. presumably rations that from some farms. I mean, because they can't reproduce. But they the they drain, draining the seas, so it's like there's That's no... true. It's fucked up the environment. Yeah. Because the sea level's very low, and you can see... That's not even talked about, it's just implied by the level design, isn't it? <laughs> like, you can see that the water level is lowered, but they never talk about it, do they? I don't know, I think someone, probably one of the civilians mentions it when they're going on about, like, the breeding suppression field and stuff. Yeah. We don't know much more than we did going into Portal 2, though, do we, let's say? Well, yeah. it doesn't... Portal 2 doesn't have nearly as obvious any links to the oh, Half-Life universe. Half Life yeah. Universe is depressing. <laughs> That's kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so are some of the best things. Uh, <laughs> the Matrix is quite depressing. There's an upside to the Matrix. There's an upside to Half Life. It's freaking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> sweet guns. It's got gravity guns and shit. But is there, you're still in this scenario where you're fucked. Yeah, but we the Matrix, have, like, everything's uh, getting better though. You're, you haven't you're had, winning. You, you the have, Citadel's been destroyed and the suppression field has gone down. It's and... like you haven't had Half Life 3. You've had the Matrix, the last one, to yeah. <laughs> wrap it up. 
things are going better. Apart from the guy dying right at the end of episode two. <laughs> I guess that is the ultimate depression of the pro- that yeah. series. The problem I have like, with the, co- the comparison to the Matrix there is that everyone in the Matrix is fine. <laughs> it's not that depressing. They're fine. Apart from you can randomly be taken over by an agent and just die or something. I don't know what the fuck happens. This is Matrix lore, I guess. Yeah, but can't be taken over. <laughs> but it's mostly Ma- fine. <laughs> agents can only become people who haven't been unhooked. Well, yeah, yeah. obviously. But what happens to those people? Uh, yeah. I don't know. They no, just... they turn back, don't they? Yeah, they do when they're back. dead, they turn back to the body. Well, we only see that. Presumably they can do that when they're not. Maybe they just die randomly. I don't know if they do because I... Aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it seems like... I'm not sure... <laughs> We're into Matrix law here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it happens in the Matrix or whether I just got the impression <coughs> of it, but it seems like they can't jump without dying. Like, they have to kill off that body somehow, even if it's just by suicidal means. I don't know, but when they're... When... No, that can't be right. Because otherwise, how would they teleport to someone in the first place during new scenes? By killing whoever they were well, They'd have to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That sounds quite dumb. Anyway. We don't know. How are we doing for time? Face. <laughs> Face time. We're pretty much there. Cool. Uh, shall we start saying goodbye? <laughs> yeah, shall, we, shall we go and fucking eat food? Jesus. Yeah. Well, so hungry. I hope you've enjoyed our E3 coverage. This my mouth. Uh, and our little bit of extra. That'll do us for the Portal 2 spoilers. I can't think of anything else that <laughs> yeah, I probably. really need to talk about. There's so. probably some more in-depth stuff we could go on about forever. But probably. I'm in space. But uh, we needed to address those slight issues. So uh, You could discuss why the Space Corps orbits around Weekly. <laughs> yeah, space. it's weekly that dense. Yeah, that's what that's oh, like the third that's, joke. That's great. Yeah, yeah, but from uh, from either one's perspective, they'd be like orbiting around the other. It's so, a binary yeah. system, isn't it? Because the camera's focused on weekly, so the space will go yeah. around him. <laughs> what? Well, the more interesting is whether um, that sort of wafty air coming out of the portal is enough to give him escape velocity from the moon. Probably because it's I mean, really high velocity. <laughs> it sucks you out there. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's only it's only a bit there. I mean, uh, 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 and admittedly, the escape velocity of the moon is very low, very low compared to the Earth, because you only need that tiny rocket on the uh, Apollo module landing module to yeah. get you off. But even so, that was a rocket, and he was just wafting. And it's like other... rocket speed wafting. Yeah, I think he would have just landed on the moon uh, after a while. I really wish there was a constant known as the speed of wafting. <laughs> Anyway, I, I doubt that he would have gone into interstellar space. I think it would have well, just landed we, back on the moon. Do we see them some distance from the moon? And then, well, you can't the see them. Well, no, so we could be in orbit. Yeah, it could just be orbiting it's the just, moon. It could just be but a look, bad camera position. There's no, there's, it's virtually inconceivable and inconceivably tiny chance that he would have got the exact right velocity to orbit the moon. Yeah, because he would have had to have a lot of lateral velocity in order to orbit, which he wouldn't have had at all. So he would have just gone up and come back down again eventually. Well, for all I know, he could have just gone a long way and he hasn't quite escaped it. So he's like, oh, oh I'm moving really slowly back down. Well, that's again. the trouble with escape velocity, isn't it? He's he could good. theoretically have gone vertically upwards from the moon for like a million years and then just stopped and come back. <laughs> yeah, but it depends whether he was pointing towards the Earth. Otherwise, he would have been captured by the Earth's gravity and fallen into the Earth. Or, <laughs> well, we do know they're in space. Yeah, we're in space. So I think slight technical accuracy to give you quite a comedy ending. Do you think will you miss Wheatley as much as any other character from that game? Because we're never going to see the wall again. <laughs> He'll be back. No, he won't. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope we see Space Guy. Or Nolan North. Well, Nolan North will be back forever. He'll be back in every game forever. (laughs) Wrap it up.
Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you again next time on the Salacast. For normal game talk. We've got 15 seconds of running oh, out of here. Oh, you've added ending music <laughs> on top of our ending music. Yeah, but we've got 10 seconds of buffer, so it's fine. And gradually progressing towards Mexico, Rob. And it was E3! See you next time. Bye. Yeah. I love you, bye. Ay, 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 ay,